That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. I did not check this on camera before I started, and there will be adjustments made. Uh, hello, this is an interesting. This is a this is a, this is our costume episode of Without a Country. Uh, this I was looking for like kind of like a like a club core Mrs. Claus who kind of respects her Jewish roots. Um, some of these headpieces will have to come off though because I am wearing headphones and I'm going to get a headache, you know, in the Jewish way that only I know how about 10 minutes into this recording. I like hate things on my head. I hate jewelry. I hate things on my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might be asking, Corinne, who are you talking to? Are you having this in-depth conversation with yourself? Are you having it with Mike and Natalie in the booth? No, we have a special Christmas surprise for you today. Um, one week only. We have, or well, that's what I mean. Or unless he's just changing his mind. But a one week only special Christmas present for you. The one, the only. Shane Smith is back in studio today. Hey. As a Christmas Hello. elf. As a Christmas elf. Well, or kind as of. a I mean I'm I had uh, I said I would be an elf and I had a Legolas costume and then I tried to bring a sword on the train and my roommates were like, Don't do that. Oh, a real sword you tried to bring yeah, on the yeah, train. Yeah. And then I tried to buy a bow and arrow but i couldn't so instead i have this Fortnite pistol that legolas would use if he had access to oh Whoa, it works oh. let's fucking go of course you just had of course you just had that oh, hell yeah dude very normal very normal um what uh is this from lord of the rings yeah yeah legolas is the elf the fuckable guy from lord of the rings the blonde guy right i mean i've never well they're all fuckable I, if we're being real but okay i've never seen lord of the rings but um, I and I know I'm sorry. That's I know that's a real buzz kill for all our Shane my... Shane Smith fans in the in the audience. Everyone's boner just went down when I didn't know. I thought you were saying Lego Land for the first you know three minutes of it, which is a place that I have. Listen, right. 
Listen, I've dated no- enough people that I've been to the Lego store on various occasions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never been for a child, been for an adult man many times. The Lego store is awesome. I have, you, have, you I have built... a Spice Girl Lego set. That's what I'm talking about. Did you build it? No, because I didn't know if I should open the box or not. And then I, and I mean, it's the simplest. It's probably the simplest Lego uh, construction piece that exists because they, they knew that they were making it for Spice Girls fans who would have no interest in building Legos. Mm. Um, but I didn't open the box yet and I wasn't sure if I want to. I think I probably do want to. You should for but... Christmas. Pop it open. Yeah. Build some Legos. Watch some TV with your dog. Mm. Yeah, watch my dog eat a Lego. No, he's not dumb like that. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, he doesn't like Legos. No. He, likes, he doesn't even like his food. He needs very specific food. No, he loves food. He but he, All of it? Yeah, but he wouldn't. He's not dumb. Like, he sniffs things before he eats it, so he knows the difference between food and not food. Mm. Um, but he, uh, yeah, I, I was more of like a Lincoln Logs girl. My brother was a Legos guy, but I really like Lincoln Logs. I like Lincoln Logs. I think they're pretty fun. I had Lincoln Logs as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I think, well, what was like your favorite toy? I also liked, like, I love like playhouses and dress up. That was, I was very big. I mean, I'm still into dress up, obviously. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. But when I was a kid, we had these like replica World War One rifles. Oh, God, of course. And that was our favorite shit to play with. We played with it all the you time. You just love war shit. You love it. As okay. a kid, yeah. My head's going to get hot. I'm just like one of those people who like, my head's hot. Have you ever been having sex in a wig and then you're like, can I stop? My head's hot. Yeah. that. You know that problem we've all had? Fucking with a wig on everybody. I, and we're just like, oh my God, I'm heating up in this thing. I've definitely done that. And then that. you take it off and they're like, what the fuck? I've you're not a redhead. I've definitely done that. Just bent over on the bed getting fucked and you're just like oh god can i be myself now this character i'm playing is hot they'll just pull the wig off (laughs) this this character i'm playing is overheating can you put the wig on for a little bit is what i would say oh to the person you were fucking Mm -hmm. nice and then i would i would go ahead and just put it right on their head there you go nice that's sweet that's incredible um do you have any updates for us no no i travel with a dog yeah 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 i surfed with a dog he was incredible better was than me even very cute so he actually surfed yeah okay yeah yeah he's on there's a lot of dogs that surf i see surfing dogs all the time but i didn't know at an indoor establishment if they would allow be allowed to if it's like a private thing and i guess i won't say where it is because they might get in trouble for it yeah but. i didn't know if he was like a service surfing animal he's not a service surfing animal it's i didn't just know the people who work there are surfers so they're yeah. playing it fast and loose with the right. rules yeah and absolutely I, yes. I appreciate that yeah yeah i went and traveled california for a little bit i just drove around in a van and lived in it oh, God. uh i am too big to do that but it was still fun what is it with every man i know loving to get in a van after they're done with me <laughs> <laughs> oh man anything to get away you know <laughs> It's hard for you to pin me down in one place and find me. Um, And then what else did I do? I wrote. I -hmm. wrote a bunch. Uh, I filmed a special. You filmed a special in the time that you've been gone? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I filmed a special. You you film specials like it's just nobody's business. Yeah. And then uh, what else did I do? Um, Oh, and I'm um, almost done writing a game that I'm going to uh, I thought you were going to say a book and I was going to walk out of the studio. No, no, no. I did write several chapters of a book, though. Okay, that was well, what I've been writing. I mean, I mean, like, write a book, you know? Oh, I write a book. No, 
No, but it's been great. I've been really productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Tell me what you've been up to. Just sleeping 15 hours a day, trying not to kill myself. Incredible. Thank and you look so at much. you. You haven't killed yourself. Nope. I achieved the one and only goal that I set out. And that's do. all any of us can hope for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you And you look great. Thank you. I do look great. And it's a shame because uh, I, I, the better I look, the sadder I am. And, you, and that's just a, <laughs> a truth. Oh, that's man. All, it's been true my whole life. I'm like, I'm like, I, I've got to the point where men are turning on the streets. That's how good I look. And I go, I, if you have a gun on you, I'll take it right now. I have a gun. No, you don't. A I Nerf do. gun. A well, Nerf gun. You could. Okay. Just see what, just to see what it feels like. To hold a Nerf gun. I've, I've held a Nerf gun before. That one says Fortnite on it, though. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's pretty silly. <laughs> it's really funny that I, it was on sale. Yeah. I couldn't not get it. Wow. Like I said, I wanted a bow and arrow. It yeah. looks so stupid. I can't even believe that was on sale. Oh, my God. I, I want to believe- shoot the camera, but I feel like that's a really bad idea. Yeah, Mike is shaking his head. Mike no. said absolutely not. This is why... I don't know. I'm in trouble a lot. Can I just say that? Especially if I have a Nerf gun. Yeah. Dude, fuck yeah, dude. It's so fun. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. I haven't gotten in trouble enough this year. Maybe it's time. Yeah. Um, well, that's because, I mean, it's like how even, even you know, listen, I'm pretty successful at get, about getting in trouble. But when you're in your bed, I don't, it's, it, that's even difficult for me to do. Um, I'll sure, I'm sure I'll figure it out, though. 2023. Uh, uh, I, oh, what I, you know what I did last night? I actually watched, um, I was going to finish Girls because I've been watching like old TV shows that I love to like, to kind of like remember why I love them um, for some projects that I'm working on, my favorite TV shows of all time. And uh, on HBO Max, they had a, a documentary called Call Me Miss Cleo about, you know, the famous Miss Cleo, you know, Miss Cleo, right? The ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. The tower re- reader. And it's weird because I hadn't heard about it. Um, but yeah, they had they did a whole documentary with her. It's not the most well-made documentary because they're mostly relying on a series of talking heads, so it's not like super uh, riveting. Um, but Raven Simone is in it, and I do love myself some Raven Simone. Yeah. Um, and they kind of just talk about her legacy, how she came to be, whether or not she was, you know, Jamaican, the mystery of her accent, the mystery yeah, of yeah, yeah. who she is, the psychic, uh, you know, readers network, which obviously was a scam. I mean, they were just literally had like ads in the back of the Village Voice. And anyone who applied to be a psychic was getting cleared and you would just get a book sent to your house. And basically what it was, was it was just like an advice hotline, but they were, you know, uh, giving you advice under the illusion that they also had some kind of a psychic ability. Oh, I thought it would be that she did the thick accent because any because that is one people can replicate and that white people are dumb. They don't really they can't tell the difference between one person and another with that accent and then you call and then someone's pretending to be miss cleo and they're like how can i help you child and then i can't obviously do it i'm an elf i don't know how to do that right interesting that you say that because they did say there was a jamaican man um being interviewed and he did say that they did prioritize jamaican hires because people did want people with that accent but they weren't pretending to be Miss Cleo. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jamaican was ab- above like a an American accent. So um, but then there was like these people that knew her from other parts of American theater. And they were like, yeah, we worked with her under her legal name. And she didn't have a Jamaican accent. And also she did this <laughs> play that she hired us to be in. And she just left town and didn't pay any of us. <gasps> oh, no. But overall, like most people were like, she was a really like wonderful woman who 
did genuinely want to help people. Um, and she had some, you know, she had like, she was one of those people who would like make you feel good and warm, whether or not she actually had any, you know, psychic abilities. They were like, we don't sure. know. And then later in life, she ended up coming out of the closet and ended up being uh, uh, like a prominent advocate for LGBTQ rights in Florida. Oh my God. And they introduced you to, to her 61 year old uh, former partner, like this, you know, older white woman from Wisconsin who came out of the closet at 61 and then Miss Cleo was her first partner Ooh. and then she's like she changed my life all this kind of stuff it was very I don't know it was interesting weird what a character you know because we're in a time where you know instead I feel like you know previous times we were really into documentaries where where it was like this person's bad and this is why and now we're in this uh, phase of this is uh, someone who we thought was a scam artist or a murderer or a rapist or fraudulent and this is uh, and now here's the other side of that story yeah. because you know that's what came out of this you know heavy cancel culture um and like finger pointing um time that we have been in for mm. the past 10 years yeah so yeah i thought that was interesting and just you know someone i wasn't thinking about but i was like it's good to hear from miss cleo and then miss cleo you know sadly she uh died of cancer several oh, years ago oh no yeah. yeah so i mean that would have been psychic, way better she would have known well, no, actually, from oh, okay, my bad. Okay, it's not how it works. Okay, so mock whatever. I'm not. I don't really fully believe in psychics. I do think some people have a higher level of intuition than others. Um, but what I will say is that you know, kind of across the board, things that people in that woo woo realm will all agree on is that they can't use any special abilities they have on themselves. Even like Tyler Henry, who is like the only medium I've ever seen who I actually believe to be a medium. Um, you know, as far as like the televised ones i'm sure there's like people in you know everyday life that you don't know about those are usually the people with the largest powers mm -hmm. um but uh yeah tyler henry like he can't use it on himself and he gets really sick a lot because it's you know a, not a normal thing to have to have your body do interesting it's kind of like how personal trainers are aren't as strong as a lot of their clients yeah yeah. And they can't use their powers on themselves for some reason. Well, my my personal trainer, he'll just like work out while I'm working out sometimes. Good for him. Yeah, and I'll be like, I mean, we're we're just like it's too loose at this point our relationship, you know. Yeah, you I'm got just it. like, what am I am loose. I paying you to work out in front of me? Well, you're like, my mental illness is my personal trainer now. I'm skinnier than ever. No, that's not why I'm thin. It usually is why I'm thin why why am I am thin because I'm um depressed, but this is an existential crisis, oh, so it's, okay. it's a little bit different. So this is God's fault or no. or the lack thereof. No, you haven't been around. Yeah, no, this is this is they came out with a new medicine for my autoimmune disease. So this is just <gasps> big pharma helping me out. Oh. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah, huge what I used to be. No, it was just <laughs> Oh, come on. No, I mean it was and it was extremely out of hand because of the past 2 years of my life and I wasn't concentrating on my own personal health. Hey, well, I would like to be on the record as saying I've always thought she was beautiful. So. You did. Well, no, I mean that's never the problem. Men, men were always, uh, were always DTF. Yeah, men are disgusting. Okay, I don't know that I would have said fucking me before was disgusting. <laughs> That's not how you, I meant you it. You said that, but it's... Oh, uh, well, yeah. I see how you could feel like I was implying it's that. It's good but... to have you back. I haven't been gaslit in a while, so... <laughs> okay, I don't think that's <laughs> gaslighting. I think that's an old-fashioned insult, Fisher. <laughs> that's just a fucking roast. Mm. Um, all right. Who's your enemy of the state this week? Mm, Did my, you think about it? I didn't think about it. I forgot that enemy of the states exist. Because you're so happy? Well, I've been working so hard on being positive. I was like, I want to stop being confrontational. I'm too confrontational in my life. 
And I feel like it's like... Like online or in reality or both? Both. Okay. I just kind of stopped and I was like, I am really confrontational all the time and I argue a lot and I feel like, I was like, what is this getting me in life? Like, what do I gain and what do I lose? And I stopped and I really thought about it after I stopped doing the show and I stopped lots of other obligations too to take time. And I was like, I'm not gaining enough. I'm losing more than I'm gaining. So I was like, I want to be more positive and be less confrontational. I'm going to think less about stuff that bothers me and think more about things that I can do. So instead of thinking, ah, I hate this thing, I stop myself and I go, I like this other thing. So, which is something I'd already tried to do, but now I'm really refocusing on it. And a big part of that is not being a fucking, you know, a a, a, a poopy angry guy. And so my enemy of the state is no one because I am not thinking about them. My enemy of the state is you for answering that way. Sorry. What the fuck? Sorry. As you once said... As you once said to me before so smugly, you're like, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? And I yeah, was like, yeah. And I, was no, like, I no. want to be right. I'm a fucking Libra. I want to be right. I want the truth. Believe, believe me, nothing, nothing in this life has hurt me more than my pursuit of the truth. But at least I know. Well, I choose to be happy. Okay. Yeah. And I And when I said do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? I was I was implying that you should choose happiness. Yeah, no, I mean I yes, I I I I know what you were getting at and okay. I an, and I answered in the most difficult way possible. Yeah, you love to do that. Mm, yeah, that's a little bit about who I am. <laughs> just a it little is. bit less a little bit about me. Um. All right. Uh. No. Who is my real enemy of the state? I don't. I mean. I guess it's anti-Semites. I mean. I feel like it's yeah. Go- I, I, every every Hanukkah because that's the only one they know about. Yeah. They're not gonna go up on Purim and be like, all these drunk Jews dressed up like bumblebees. I fucking hate it and get all mad at us for Jewish Halloween. Well, it's so funny to me because I mean I think we've kind of like you know capitalism aside. I think. If you've listened to, you know, Jews talk for any amount of time, we've kind of made it pretty clear that Hanukkah is not an important holiday on the list of important holidays. Like the high holidays are in September um, for the Jews. And, it, you know, that's why we're just kind of like MIA for a long part of September or, you know, Jews who take it seriously are. And um, I I just like can't believe that people continuously miss that, you know, anti-Semites. Uh, if you want to rain on our parade, it's don't a different know time. a lot about what we're up to. Right, it feels like it's it, pretty it, out in the open. It would be like if I was trying to attack Christians, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fucking President's Day! Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> get mad." It's yeah. like, dude, what? You picked President's Day? Do Easter, dummy? Yeah, that's kind of the level. It's it's very strange, very strange. We yeah. are we, we merely just saw uh, an an ability to monetize something at the same time that you guys were monetizing something. So it's really busy savvy more than anything was Judaism True. You know? Judaism you know before capitalism I would say no one knows how to make money like the Jews and it's and I mean that in a positive way because when you're sent you know doing kosher for Passover there's an entire fucking aisle of the grocery store that's dedicated to making you spend money for stuff that tastes worse than the things that you would eat normally during the other part of the year Insane. and we all fucking buy it yeah we gotta buy the worst bread for Passover we gotta fucking those like jelly chocolates Ugh, disgusting <clears throat> fucking gross guilt uh, I like guilt that's just chocolate though yeah but still they could do better they throw a nut in there right why is it just plain it well you know like jews nothing. and our allergies you know oh, you're so right yeah there would be an allergy attack mm. all right that's fair yeah 
Um, okay. Yeah, anti-Semites. Really bad at it. Like that, there was a, oh, oh, you have it in here. I just looked down and it's right there. It's right there. It's ready for you. Don't you worry. We're going to start with a cuties corner, though, just, you know, to ease everything into it. I saw this and I thought of you. Yeah. Welcome to cuties corner. You were heavily on foxnews.com this week. <laughs> I was. I just popped in and I was like, this is my thing. Oh, this this has like a fucking Velcro thing. So oh, my it God. Closes. It's crazy. My when chest that... doesn't have to be out. Why am I slutting up the Legolas costume? I got to close this up. I don't know. It's crazy when like that, like when that many of your tattoos are missing, but then you put on an outfit that also just looks like tattoos. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Your, it's like your Ed Hardy elf. Dude, so many times when I meet new people, they're like, I keep thinking you're wearing a turtleneck with short, like, what the fuck? I'm like, no, stop. No neck. Um, so uh, Fox from Fox News, Alicia Silverstone poses nude for PETA campaign, um, which is interesting because I remember years ago, didn't isn't this the second time? I didn't check, but isn't this the second time that she's posed nude for PETA? I mean, she's a she's a, to me. a long-term um, PETA advocate. I do follow her online. She does a lot of amazing stuff as she, you know, has a weird interaction with her son, Bear, which I've talked about before, but... Uh, a, yeah. What? She just has um she has a strange relationship with her son and a couple a couple famous moms do. Um Selma Blair also has like a, a like semi-romantic relationship with their young son. I'm not I'm not saying like sexual... hyperactive mama's boys like to yeah. the point where it's like not real saying, weird. I'm They're not being saying real sexual. Italian about yeah. it. Yes, 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 exactly. Ugh. And but it's even weirder to see in someone who's just like so white white, you know? Yeah. So Alicia Silverstone posed nude for a new PETA campaign against the use of love. Just wore nothing but cowboy boots as she posed in the desert for the ad, the PETA ad says, wear vegan, buy cactus, mushroom, or apple leather instead. Vegan leather is very readily available. I remember I worked in a shoe store years ago in college, a high-end shoe store in Nolita, and even people were coming in asking for vegan leather at that time. Um, and so now I definitely only buy vegan le- yeah. leather again. I think there's so many steps that you can take before you have to stop eating animals because I know that's the last step that people want to take. And I hear you on it. It is definitely the hardest step to take. But before that, I think there's so many things that you can do. Uh, Silverstone 46 explained why she decided to strip down for the camera. Um, it's also weird because the way she's holding her her uh, breast and her vagina. It's kind of a pregnancy It looks thing. pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dude. she's an immaculate shape, but like it just it's it, it's weird because that's how you pose when you're pregnant. Well, maybe she's trying to be like motherly. We are pregnant with Earth. Yeah, it's very yeah, Alanis dude. Morissette. Um, I never, ever get naked in TV and film. Nothing, never. Nope. But I've done it for PETA because that's how much it matters to me. The actress said in a press release obtained by Fox News Digital. Um, and not that anyone's asking, but I would love to do a naked PETA ad. I would fucking love it. And now's the time because, you know, I'm only thin. Yeah, for- you're ready. You should contact. Them. I'm only thin for like one month out of every three years <laughs> oh my god um, you're like the leap year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. i do it i do it real selectively uh the amount of resources water food oil for transport port the amount of energy that goes into making leather is extraordinary it's just not sustainable the earth can't handle it PETA also released a behind-the-scenes video featuring an interview with Silverstone. If it takes me getting naked for you to care about animals, then that's what I'm after, the actress said at the beginning of the video. After explaining how leather affects the planet, 
She added, my dream is to get these vegan, earth-friendly materials into the hands of famous designers. I'd rather go naked than wear animals. The ad will be featured on a billboard in New York City's Times Square. This Everyone in Times Square just like, Ugh. Yeah, dude. This There's is, already a guy jacking off there, so good for him. Yeah. Oh, she's extraordinarily beautiful. Um, the, the uh, Oh, so yeah, so I was right. This isn't the first time Silverstone got has gone nude for PETA. The senior year star posed Sands closed in 2020 for a campaign against eating meat. Silverstone has been vegan since she was 21 years old. Becoming vegan turned the actress into a health nut because you feel so good. You feel so different. I've been vegan. I don't uh, agree. But uh, she explained to Self Magazine in 2017, being able to do something that is good for the earth, good for animals, and good for you all at the same time, like such a no-brainer, she continued. It's like the biggest duh. Silverstone has also raised her son, Bear, as a vegan. I wonder yeah. if he's still vegan. Being vegan still, feels good to me. Yeah, he is. Well, he is. Well, you're, are you vegan or vegetarian? I thought you were just vegetarian. I eat vegan most of the time, but I was vegan for like six years. Yeah, no, vegan for me. Vegetarian's fine. Vegan for me is like makes me very ill. Um, but it's because everyone's body is different. Um, yeah, it's real. She, uh, her son is he's young, so she's he's still under her care. So yes, he's still vegan. Oh, okay. he's not like a he's not an adult. He's like fucking ten or something. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I have to like they. Uh, um, the parents are divorced, but like, I don't know what his last name is. If it's Silverstone or something else. Uh, also, I don't like that they called her Alicia Silverstone yeah, from 11. Clueless. You mean Batwoman? You mean fucking Batwoman? Come on. Well, I mean, then they Bat said, girl. then they. Batgirl. Then... You're right, actually. Well, she's a Batwoman now. When you pose like that, that's Batwoman shit. But you're right. she's She was Batgirl because George Clooney was Batman. Well, they also referenced Senior Year as one of her films. And I go, I don't even know what that is. And I like follow Alicia Silverstone on fucking. Uh oh okay it's this it's that movie with Rebel Wilson I have no idea yeah okay the, the husband's name is Christopher Jarecki and uh, Silverstone did admit on a podcast that her and Bear still sleep together as of July of this year Ugh! yeah That's I don't weird. it's not great not gonna be good for him in the future I feel like but yeah. I don't know the lot the last thing the world needs is another mama's boy oh. um, yeah sorry this this is how the show goes now. Now that I'm the ruler. <laughs> <laughs> Empress Corinne. Empress Corinne. Is she really throwing around? How are you guys in the booth? Are you taking care? Is she blink twice? We, we did not agree to this. Yeah, well, she's we, not looking. What are you doing? A wellness check on, <laughs> yeah, the, on the fucking team? They've been si great. <laughs> write something down on a piece of paper and signal to me if you're safe. Oh, my God. I worry about them. Yeah, I bet. I the do. Supreme, the Supreme Leader knows what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that does. Meanwhile, just so you know, as he said that, he had a paper up to the window that said, help me with three exclamation points. This so. is hilarious and so performative because how many times did he privately ask you guys if you were okay since uh, he left the show? Fewer times than I've asked if he was privately okay. I'm sorry, Shane. I should be a better friend. <laughs> you are, I love you guys. You're all sick fucks. Oh, my God. You're all sick fucks. Okay. Um, next article. It's interesting because I was trying to keep it like relatively light going into the Christmas season when everyone um, is yeah, already course. you know struggling, as I like to refer to it as uh, you know suicide uh, season. It yeah, is, Christmas statistically. Isn't a, Christmas is a nostalgia is a thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And then you get older and then there's pressure and all this other stuff. So Christmas is brutal for most adults. Right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I actually never found it. Um, 
I never really find Christmas to be brutal. The, the like the most brutal part about it for me used to be the lack of productivity, especially because the entertainment business shuts down from about Thanksgiving to like the second week in January. Just no one answers their emails anymore. Yeah. And then during the summer, the same thing happens. So that's like a large chunk of time when you're like, okay, I would like feedback on this like script I wrote and everyone's like, I'm in Bali. And you're like, okay. Um, but yeah, normally I like it. This year it's just been like a little, uh, a little difficult, um, but nothing is specifically about Christmas, you know, just in just general. your life in general, just my life in just general. the nightmare that is Corinne Fisher's existence. Yeah, honestly. Yes. I mean, human existence. Um, but I wanted to introduce um, a new segment uh, called could be worse. Um, <laughs> and this is going to be a, maybe a, you know, a women. A wi- There's a lot of new women segments that I just kind of introduce. Um, and some I stick with. For and the some ladies. I don't. Yeah. But it's for the ladies. Yeah. I feel like news isn't really you know, focused on ladies enough unless it's the skim where they just use small words, um, which I like. I yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. I like a smaller word and a lo- uh, and a lower. What do you word mean? There's no article. news for ladies. They come out with like new dresses all the time. New dresses. There's is- shoes news. Wait, so that's the news for ladies? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, being... that's fashion news, Shane. It's not news for girls. I thought those were one in the same. No, I'm talking about things like the skim that are is like it's news articles like specifically targeted towards like you know women on the go. It's like you have your briefcase, you have it has you have your mocha latte. Now get a little bit of the news, but not too much. You might get too powerful. Oh, and it's something I used to subscribe women to. On the go, you might get too powerful. Yeah, if you know what's going on in in Czechoslovakia, God only knows what will happen don't write don't let the boys on hinge know they'll swipe whatever the direction is that you don't like people what is it left i don't like people i don't know that you swipe on him i don't fucking know i fucking have no idea i don't know i've been on like the i've the longest i've been on a dating app i think is two days um consecutively uh all right so this is from npr uh taliban ban uh afghan women uh uh from attending universities so could be worse i'm surprised it took this long yeah yeah so uh Female students have been banned from private and public universities in Afghanistan, effective immediately and until further notice, a Taliban government spokesperson said Tuesday in the latest uh, edict uh, cracking down on women's rights and freedoms. Despite initially promising a more moderate rule respecting rights for women and minorities, the Taliban have widely implemented their strict interpretation of Islamic law or Sharia. Here's the thing. Yes. Women have had it too good in Afghanistan for too long. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think that we should, you know, give them a little taste of their own medicine. Yeah. No, I mean... I mean, it was, well, it's just interesting because like, not that I think, you know, you know, it should be a struggle off for, for women, but I do think sometimes like we don't really reflect on how much, uh, uh, how many strides, you know, we've made, uh, as far as feminism goes and how bad things still are in other countries for yeah. women where, I mean, they're truly being treated as second class citizens, you know? I think it's less like the, to eat your food, there are starving kids somewhere else and more of like a, uh, or not like a. Uh, a sad off mm-hmm. or whatever, but more of like a uh, be thankful for your, for the women and, and the people who have worked so hard in the past to get us in this place as far as we've gotten. 
So it's less like, oh, be thankful, and more like, hey, no, people have worked really fucking hard because that was the situation here. Well, that's why I laugh when yeah. people try to like cancel Gloria Steinem. I go, yeah, that's good. That's exactly the direction that we need to yeah, go. Yeah, that's in. what we should focus on. Um, but but all but additionally, I think it's also uh, a lot of the ways I would argue that women are behind in America are of our own doing at this point, you know, things like, you know, when we're talking about heterosexual relate uh, women and how we position ourselves in heterosexual relationships, like, I mean, we can fight back against that being one of the biggest, um, you know, gets for a heterosexual woman in society, like having a, a boyfriend or a husband, which I would argue is still a huge problem keeping women behind, you know, the, you know, instead of following your own dreams, you're, hel- you're helping a man to achieve uh, his dreams. That's a big problem that I see. And I think you're just going to get a lot more uh done if you concentrate on what you can do differently rather than on what someone else can do differently yeah i think that that problem is real but also but also it benefits you so you're not going to talk out against it (laughs) no i think that the problem isn't that i think women are doing the right thing I think women should keep doing that. I just think men keep doing what helping men achieve their dreams. Why? Because if you have a partner, if you were if you were with a man who also did that, right? If it's reciprocal, but that's my argument, Shane, that it's not. Well, then, and I've done intense intense research. The problem isn't that you shouldn't have that behavior. Because if you're in a relationship where you don't have that behavior, that's a bad relationship. No, I think it's unequal too. I mean, like, yeah, I that... mean, I'm talking about people who fully like don't like. It's like they fully, and I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in other, you know, a ton of other people's lives, family members, friends, etc. I'm talking about people who just like, you know, you know, just don't have a dream, and then they find a guy that has a dream, and then oh. and then and then that that becomes their you're dis- dream, and you're then discussing you discussing the dreamless, and then you wake up ten That's years later and you realize I never have, I haven't done anything for me, and then you're pissed. Yeah, well, you should have had a plan. I agree with you. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, take ownership of your own thing. It's like, I, I don't believe that there's anyone on this planet who doesn't have a dream. And that dream doesn't have to be huge. The dream doesn't have to be, I want to be president, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's what people lose sight of. I mean, like, a, a dream can be small. A dream is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I think a lot of people lose sight of, like, things that they want because they seem unattainable. Sure. Like, I found surfing and I was like, oh, my life is different. Like, this is so important to me. And then I'm like, oh, I'm old. Like, I'm not going to be a pro surfer. I'm not going to, like, be some guy. And I think a lot of people would kind of let that deter them or be like, well, what am I even going to do with this? You're just... also not old. I think that's another myth that we've been served by society. Like, I'm definitely too old. I feel great. I'm definitely too old to be a pro athlete in a sport I just started a year ago. Well, yeah, but I mean, but like... you are correct. I'm not too old. But that's not what you were setting out to do. You just wanted... To... You were surfing because you love it. You don't have to be the best at everything. But there are lots of people who, if they can't pursue it in certain sure. ways, they're like, what's even the point? Yes. But like... Maybe I can't be a pro surfer, but I can still do my best to achieve a dream of being a pro by doing things they do, behaving like they do, surfing in competitions where I'm able, trying to increase my skill as much as possible. Like I can live that dream to the best of my ability. You can start like a surf camp for underprivileged people. I mean, there's a million things you could do. So when people are like, oh, like, um, I'm really passionate about space, but I'll never be an astronaut. Or Mm. you're a woman and you're in your 30s and you're like, well, but I really love fashion. And it's like, but what am I going to do? I can't go back to school or whatever. It's like, 
Well, I don't know. You could take that passion into all kinds of places and sure. pursue it. You fucking should. So. Yeah. I mean, I skied for the first time when I was 30 years old. I like, I, I like go ice skating. Like there's, a, yeah, there's absolutely a ton of things that you could do. Cause I even said that to someone, they're like, oh, do you know how to ski? And they're like, I'm 35. I can't start now. I'm like, you absolutely can start now. Especially would, if you're short because skiing is just ben- better for short people. Cause if you fall, it's less distance. Do you want to come surfing with me? So I'll try. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to trying. I, okay. I, I don't see my, my balance ain't great. Even when I was like super young on the balance beam, that's not my thing. You're going to be in town after New Year's, right? Uh, yeah, I'll be, yeah, because I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a New Year's party. Oh, Pro- wow. I'm producing, Interesting that I'm just now learning about this. I'm producing a party. I, there was a flyer online, Shane. Look at my Instagram. I'm not online hardly at all anymore. Well, I'm a well, changed me neither. man. Me neither. I'm yeah. a changed woman. <laughs> you're right. You're in bed. <laughs> I am in bed. Um, they have, all right, back to this article. They back have banned, the article. they have banned girls from middle school and high school. That's, that's just so. Middle school and high school are bad anyway. Who even wants to go? Oh, to my God. Restricted women from <laughs> most employment and order them to wear head to toe clothing in public. Women are also banned from parks and gyms. Can't get too strong. And I'm imagining like an eight year old kid being like, they don't have to go to school. Who's complaining? Yeah. <laughs> He's so stoked. The Taliban were uh, were ousted in 2001 by a U.S. led coalition for harboring Al Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden and returned to power after America's chaotic departure last year. Yep, we did a great job, everyone. Uh, the decision was announced after a government meeting. A letter shared by the spokesman for the Ministry of Higher Education, Ziula Hashmi, uh, told private and public universities to implement the ban as soon as possible and to inform the ministry once the ban is in place. Hashmi tweeted the letter and confirmed its contents in a message to the Associated Press without giving further details. The decision is certain to hurt efforts by the Taliban to win recognition from potential international donors at a time when the country is uh, mired in a worsening uh, humanitarian crisis. The international community has urged Taliban leaders to reopen schools and give women their right to public space. University ban comes weeks after Afghan girls took their high school graduation exams, even though they have been banned from classrooms since the Taliban took over the country last year. This is this is really heartbreaking. I can't fulfill my dreams, my hopes. Everything is disappearing before my eyes, and I can't do anything about it, said a third-year journalism and communication student at Nangahar University. She did not want to be identified for fear of reprisals. Is being a girl a crime? If that's the case, I wish I wasn't a girl, she added. Well, we can come to America. Yeah. Uh, my father had dreams for me that his daughter would become a talented journalist in the future. That is now destroyed, so you tell me how will a person feel in this situation? Wait, can we start like a fucking like you know how um gentiles heard uh hid jews during the holocaust can we like can i like say to an afghan girl that they can come and sleep on my house if they want to pursue their dreams in new york city especially a journalist it's the best place to be um, well if you're listening to this which i'm sure you're not because i'm sure the taliban took your iphone um you absolutely you can come and sleep on my couch but i, I w- but i swear to god if I- isis knocks on my door i'm gonna be so <laughs> i'm gonna be so mad isis and the taliban are enemies oh sorry that's i mean i meant the taliban i meant if the yeah, taliban yeah, yeah, comes yeah. and knocks on my door i'm gonna be so mad uh i was just i was just thinking about isis's uh twitter account another of my favorite things oh yeah they're very uh, yeah i remember that yeah uh, Man, they were verified now anyone can just be 
be verified. So what, what were we mad about ISIS about? Dude, it's so it's so confusing to be on Twitter these days. Uh, she added that she had not lost all hope yet. God willing, I will continue my studies in any way. I'm starting online studies. And if it doesn't work, I will have uh, to leave the country and go to another country. She said, you want to live in the East Village, girl? Uh, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. I'm I'm so serious about that because I'm unhinged right now. And I would 100% just let a stranger live on I thought you were like, I'm so serious. Not a man. I'm unhinged right now. I was like, what the fuck is happening in this sentence? Yeah. You were wildly hinged when you let me stay on your couch. I was wildly hinged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, well, I know about that. But I locked my door. You don't know that. I locked okay, my bedroom door. Um, <gasps> she locked her door. Yeah, I mean, I really didn't know Mike that well, and I did let him stay at my apartment, and I was just like, all right, well, we're living on a prayer here. That's what I'm saying. This has nothing to do with the existential crisis. This is just who you are. You well, like taking but, yeah, in strays. you really do just let people in your house. You let me in your home when we first met, too. I do. Everyone always thinks it's crazy that I let, like, kind of, like, people I don't really know that well, you know, stay with my dog when I'm on the road in my home, but I go, well, my number one priority here is that my dog feels good, and my dog is going to feel much better if they're in my home I don't know I mean I just I feel like it, you know there's the law there's the law if something really crazy goes down well I'll track you down I don't know you'll track them down and she wonders why people get in the van and escape yeah it's fine um you know what no one no one's left and had a better life yet so game on motherfucker i i'm on it wait we, you weren't you weren't my boyfriend that doesn't count yeah, that's true u.n secretary general antonio guterres condemned the decision calling it another broken promise from the taliban and a very troubling move it's difficult to imagine how a country can develop can deal with all of the challenges that it has without the active participation of women and the education uh, Guterres said Robert Wood, the deputy U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, said the Taliban cannot expect to be a legitimate member of the international community until they respect the rights of all Afghans. Afghanistan's U.N. seat is still up uh, is still held by the previous government led by former President Ashraf Ghani, despite the Taliban's request to represent the country at the United Nations, which was recently deferred again. Afghanistan's charge uh, defers uh, Nasir Ahmad Fike said at the UN at the end that the announcement marks a new low in violation of most fundamental and universal human rights for all of humanity. Um, so yeah, that's like a big bummer, but, and I know that we are more, um, domestic than international news, but I just felt that that was like a huge thing that we needed to talk about, um, you know, on this show. I wonder how many other places have bans on women attending university. Quite a few. Quite but, a few, you think? Yeah, I'm sure. How many countries don't... I don't know. It's quite a few. I mean, Saudi Arabia used to not let women drive. Yeah, no, I mean, I know that. So, I, I mean, you know, we're not exactly doing great over uh, over in certain parts of the world. All right. So, this is from 2013, though. Um, No, apparently it's only... Uh, uh, Afghanistan as of now. Whoa! Huge news for the world. Good job, everybody. Right, because this is this is from. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to Google quickly. This is from Geneva Solutions. I'm just trying to date this. I think in I think this is a thing that has changed um, uh, drastically in the past ten years, though. Um, according to like a quick little search, because it looks like in 2013 the situation was. 
a lot different. Um, hey there, responsible adults over the age of 21 living in states where Delta 8 is legal. You know this ad. You've got to know it really well over the year 2022. And you know what? Maybe we're going to float it on into 2023. Do you want to get high? Do you want to get really high? Do you want to get really super duper legally high? Well, that's boring, but look at you not getting arrested. Well, then now's the time to go to YoDelta.com where you can stock up on high quality lab tested Delta 8. I do want to let you know while I'm reading this ad, there was some kind of a weird sexual dance that Big J Okerson and Josh Adam Myers were doing right in front of my eyes just to give you a visual. Uh, drugs, you know, they're cool. Everyone, I guess, lo- loves drugs. Really, no one here is kind of functioning on the regular in real life level. And that's what I love them for. Um, vapes, gummies, anything to disassociate. Really, really big on the gas digital network. So if you're the over the age of 21 and living in the majority of states where this is legal, you're going to head over to YoDelta.com and stock up on Delta 8. Uh, it also is like a good, you know, fun thing um, to buy for the holidays. If you want to get like you know, kind of freaky, but not, you know, fucked up and, you know, dying of a fentanyl overdose. This is a a really great solution to that problem. Delta 8 is found in hemp and can be legally shipped to various states and get you high. At YoDelta.com, you can find a mix of gummies and vapes for all of your getting stoned needs. Delta 8 does work. I've seen it work. And obviously take these uh, products responsibly. So once more, if you're interested, you're going to head over to YoDelta.com, the official Delta 8 sponsor of the Gas Digital Network. And if you use promo code GAS, you're going to get 25% off. Once more, that's promo code GAS, G-A-S, for 25% off. Happy holidays. Back to the news. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there was, you know, in in a, in a lot re- more recent time, maybe not even in the 10 years, but like the most recent countries to allow women educations like India, Cambodia, Pakistan, Nepal, uh, Chad, Haiti, Egypt, Guatemala, a lot of places. But I'm not saying like, you know, in 2013, uh, I'd have to look at. And there are certainly places where it is tougher for women um, to get an education. Uh, places like South Sudan, Guinea, Chad, apparently. So, but yeah, I, I, I predominantly across the world, most countries do allow women education. So. All right. Well, that's great. Good on you. Good on you. Um, all right. Now we move on to girl. Do you want to handle the swastika? <laughs> the cross- swastika. Cross- do you want to handle the crossword swastika? Yeah, I'll handle the crossword swastika. So New York Times speaks out on claims. It's crossword resembles a swastika. And I would like to say that I saw this and left it as a little surprise for me so oh okay well did you did you actually see did you did you you so you didn't see like this uh, going around the internet because i saw the, the visual picture of the crossword before i started reading the articles about it i uh no i just saw the headline okay and then i saw that you put it in and i go nope this one seems silly and i'm going to wait well, usually I think these people, the, these th- things like this are overreactions to whether it has to do with anti-Semitism or, mm-hmm. or something else. This one, though, I was like, uh, from my own brain, I looked at the f- picture visually and I was like, that looks, looks like fucking swastika. The, do we have a photo of it? Uh, there's, yeah, there's one in, in, okay. in here. The New York Times has spoken out in response to social media claims that its crossword published Sunday resembles a Nazi swastika. Um, images of the crossword were shared on Twitter and a host of detractors also pointed out that the puzzle was published on the eve of the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. Huge timing problem there. 
Democratic strategist Keith Edwards was amongst those who shared criticism of the puzzle, tweeting, This is the New York Times crossword puzzle today on the first day of Hanukkah? What the hell, New York Times? It's also impressive that a a Gentile knew when the first day of Hanukkah was, because half the time we don't even know. Um, in a follow-up tweet in response to criticism of his, uh, of his initial statement, he wrote, I personally believe swastika shouldn't appear in the New York Times. Hard stance. Oh, interesting. Fucking hard stance. You let him know. Yeah, dude. Intentionally or otherwise. Oh, yeah. So you're not allowed to accidental swastika. Didn't think that would be a controversial take. Ooh, yes, Zaddy. Give Ke- me some Keith Edwards. Keith Edwards said, this is the New York Times crossword puzzle today on the first day of Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the guy. Anyway, so there's a photo of it. Um, to me, it jumped out. Yeah, I, I can't. But, or, or, or I mean, like to me, I'm looking at this, and it's like someone's gonna say that's a swastika. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's not intentional. It doesn't. I mean, I'm looking at it. I see why people think it, but it's pretty intentional. Yeah, I don't know. I would have just like, I don't know, maybe pushed one of them like up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I see it, but I'm yeah. also, if I saw it, I wouldn't be like, what the fuck? I would just be like, huh, that's weird. If it wasn't also first night of Hanukkah, I would I would be a little bit more willing to be like, oh, this is coincidence. But I think it's like the two things together to me is just like a little bit much. Yeah. I think if you just took that one on the right and just moved it anywhere else, then you would have been good. Right. But they did not. It does. L- yeah, I see it. I definitely see it. Daily Wire senior writer Ryan Saavedra, sure, whatever, also weighed in on the image writing on the social media platform. Why is the New York Times crossword a swastika? Wow, a sentence you never thought you would hear. Today, the New York Times crossword is um making me nervous, commented Jewish journal columnist Blake Flayton. That's so funny. I like my my favorite thing is a a guy who's like a Jewish guy who's like I don't care that it was a swastika I cared that you guys spoiled the crossword for me because they posted it anyway Flayton also said in his Monday tweet that this has happened before he quote tweeted on October 2017 post from the verified New York Times games account that read yes hi it's not a swastika honest to god no one sits down to make a crossword puzzle and says hey you know what would look cool <laughs> i mean an anti-semite with a time on their hands oh does. fuck dude i just love the like the petty like rude like <laughs> we did not do this opera i can i mean Listen, this- the only thing, though, that's confusing is because if you look, you know, who owns the New York Times? It's the Sulzberger family who's who are Jewish. So Because I- that, that was my initial question in my head when I saw this uh, going around. My first question was like, well, don't Jews own the New York Times? I would actually be really surprised if Jews didn't own the New York Times. And then I looked it up and certainly Jews do own the New York Times. But I mean, I guess they're not overlooking the day to day you know, Prince is one of the answers like a famous rapper who owns a, uh, f- uh, a very popular shoe brand. Well, there was a, clue. that would be kind of suspect. No, there's a clue. Th- th- then part, another thing was there was one of the questions um, on the crossword is something about Berlin uh, that someone pointed that out. I mean, Berlin just, you know, 
I don't know. Wow. One of the questions You're is just Nazi like. You're a real sympathizer today, <laughs> One of the questions is just like a famous Austrian painter that went on to do terrible things. <laughs> just like, hold on a minute. Wait. You're like if you're like if he had been accepted to art school, he might not have slain six million Jews. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Another Twitter user pointed out that one of the clues was for Berlin. Okay, was for Berlin's Brandenburg Gate, which Nazi soldiers marched through. I think that's a stretch. It's like, come on, it's Berlin. They they they're Berlin now. What are we gonna do? Uh, while observing Adolf Hitler's 50th birthday. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of coincidences. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's a lot. I was like, yeah, man, come on. Just have a low-key birthday. I hate when people have to go all crazy and make Nazis <laughs> march through the Brandenburg Gate. It's like, just fucking be chill, dude. Oh, my God. On my birthday, I didn't do a whole thing. What do you want for your birthday? Oh, I don't know. Just like a couple thousand Nazis to march around town and really make a big show of it. Oh, God. You know what? I did have something for you for your birthday, too. But Really? Yes, next. Yeah, it's been like sitting in my apartment for like m- fucking months. We can get it after this. Oh, well, we can, but will we? <laughs> I mean, we can. I have to find it, figure out where it was. <laughs> okay. She lost it in her apartment. Well, I can only imagine what it looks like. You know, there. you've been to my apartment. You know when I'm having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, there's yeah. a 12 foot ladder inside for no reason right now. Yeah. It's probably underneath <laughs> one of your coyote corpses you keep in there. <laughs> I, moved the, I moved the coyote. She's on my desk now. That's great. She's overlooking everything. Despite oh. the online speculation, Jordan Cohen, executive director of communications at the Times, told Newsweek that the only intentional aspect of the crossword's appearance was symmetry. Uh, it's true. The swastika is that's very a, symmetrical. So that sounds like the explanation they gave when why the Jews should be eradicated I, as a people I, so I, everyone could be blonde and <laughs> blue-eyed. Hold on. I have a banger. <laughs> I would call this crossword puzzle anti-symmetrical. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Ah, We did it. <laughs> okay. There it good. is. So, that yeah, was good. dude. I feel really good about that one we got to get some kind of heil hitler soundbite on the board for next week i'm sure if i look through the gas digital media soundbites there is one in here yeah just look on rap i'm sure there actually already is some kind of a a nazi salute on that soundboard okay this is a common crossword design many open grid crosswords have a similar spiral pattern because of the rules around rational symmetry and black squares cohen said in a statement um Anyway, the Times' Caitlin Lovinger wrote about the crossword in her column on Sunday, saying, I love the geometry in this puzzle, so many stair steps, and feel that it contributes to a certain evenness in the solve. Most of the entries that first caught my eye were of a medium length, five or six letters long, bulky enough to give me lots of letters to use in chipping away at the corner, and the whole grid came together all at once, she said. Ryan McCarthy, the puzzle's constructor, said the Times he was thrilled to have his first Sunday cross. Oh, it was his first one. Yeah, he Damn, came in, Ryan. He came in hard. He really wanted to yeah, get some publicity. Yeah, yeah, he really did. The grid features uh, one of my favorite open middles that I've made as it pulls from a variety of subject areas. I had originally tried to make it work in a 15 by 15 grid, but then decided to expand the grid out to a Sunday-sized puzzle with a fun whirlpool shape. Hope you enjoy. Beleaguered musician and fashion designer Kanye West was permanently suspended from Twitter earlier this month for posting the Star of David, a symbol of Judaism, over the swastika, an ancient Hindu symbol that was later appropriated as an emblem of Nazi Germany. All right. Well, that was that article. What do you, do you genuine? Do you, what do you think? 
Do you think, are you? I mean, I, I just can't believe that of all the people who are looking over the New York Times, not one person gazed at this and said, wow, it looks like a swastika. People are going to be a bit, a bit upset about I this. I think if you don't have swastikas on the brain. I don't have swastikas on the brain. I mean, if you're making it, you have you ever made something and then you step back and you go, hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, you're right. I don't a know. A swastika is a really recognizable symbol. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they did it on purpose, but I don't know this Ryan guy. He could be up to anything. I know. I'm trying to look up a little bit more. I mean, he is someone who on the books does love crosswords. So, but. Can you imagine being anti-Semitic and a crossword guy? Yeah. It's like, that's too many things. You got to just pick one. Be a nerd about crosswords or a nerd about hating Jewish people. He does look like someone who would not like Jews. Okay. But people say that about me. That's a sweeping statement. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why I love telling people that you're Jewish. They're like, him? And I go, yeah, I know. He looks oh, like yeah, someone who would curb stomp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I've missed you. Okay. Um, as far as the scandal goes, yeah, I'm just trying. He, yeah, he, Ryan McCarty uh, described it as a fun whirlpool shape. Yeah, that's what Hitler said when he was disposing of the bodies. I have a great idea. (laughs) Oh, is symbol instead of I can't do a German accent. That was pretty good. I was on board. The the regular German symbol, we go with fun whirlpool shape. All the German guys. Once we love it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's all clapping. I've never even heard anyone describe something as a whirlpool shape. What the fuck is a whirlpool shape? I mean, it's that crossword, baby. Uh, I don't really appreciate that. Um, whatever. Sorry, I'm like looking up to how to write write this person's name. Hoko. Mm. Okay. I wanted to see how to say the new york lady's name okay okay so moving on to our next article uh this is from npr uh new york residents have mixed feelings about yet another statewide anti-bias program um new york governor kathy hochel announced the creation of a hate and bias prevention unit to address the rising tide of anti-semitic and other hate crimes new york has seen over the past year during a speech last week hochel said the new unit will be responsible for focusing Uh, on education, an early warning detection system in local communities, and mobilizing a response in areas where a hate crime or bias-related incident took place. The new program is a broader effort by Hochul's office to address hate crimes and violence across the New York Uh, in the wake of the deadly mass shooting in Buffalo earlier this year. But in light of the announcement, some experts are a bit skeptical about the overall vision of the newly formed unit. Uh, Housed under the state's Division of Human Rights, the initiative is charged with organizing 10 regional councils across New York State made up of local stakeholders, according to officials. The councils will aim to provide a place for community members to voice concerns, organize educational programming, conduct trainings in conflict resolution, and facilitate the filing of complaints with the Division of Human Rights. A rapid response team will also be created to assist communities in the state impacted by a bias or hate crime incident. New York State will use every tool at its disposal to eliminate hate and bias from our communities, Hochul said. We will not let the rise in hate incidents that we see happening online across the country and across the world take 
take root here at home. Lieutenant Governor Antonio Delgado echoed Hochul's sentiments. We cannot allow ignorance, fear and hatred to damage the enormous amount of work we've done to move our state forward, Delgado said in a news release. The partnerships that we're building within communities and across the state will ensure what we know to be true, which is that love will always always prevails over hate. And I mean, the amount of times that I've heard this during my lifetime, it's like, no, it doesn't. Hate wins a lot. Like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's that's the dumbest right. fucking shit I've ever heard. Real life. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um, news of New York State's uh, newly formed hate crime and prevention unit is just one of many initiatives the state has launched in recent months following the Buffalo Top supermarket shooting. In August, Governor uh, Hockel, uh, I just forgot how to say it, uh, is uh, announced new guidance to um, support the development of domestic terrorism prevention plans, pledging $10 million to assist counties across the state in the development of threat assessment management teams. Last month, uh, Hochul signed two bills into law. One requires people convicted of hate crimes to undergo training on hate crime prevention and education. I mean, this is all just all I just hear is a waste of money right here. And I mean, this is just like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you know, often when a Nazi goes and takes a course on why it's bad to be a Nazi, they really turn themselves around. Um, I mean, like these things are healed by interpersonal relationships and experiences, not some fucking mandated, uh, you know, thing where you take home worksheets Uh, and another supports the laundry with their black friend. Yeah, I mean, exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, I truly need to do more laundry together. Well, it's like that documentary uh, where, you know, the guy. I, you know, the uh, the I think he's like a jazz singer goes around black man uh, talking to former members of the KKK. And then like one by one, he gets them to current give, members of the KKK. Right. Yeah. And give back their robe. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that guy is doing more than any of these government programs because, I mean, you have to humanize people in order to feel empathy for them. It can't just be like the, it can't just be like this kind of like, you know, separate group that you have an idea about. Are you saying that attacking them and or for Forcing them to do things doesn't work. Yeah. That's crazy. What are you trying to imply right now? It's like what everyone does. Yeah. They're just like, ah, oh, this group's bad. I'll, I'll fucking, I hate them. I'll attack them and say all in the do all this crazy shit. Well, that's the same, you know, that's the same as like feminism. So it's like as much as it, you know, is, I'll put up clips where it's like fun to like roast men and, you know, ingest because the show's for women, really. Yeah, so men like, are evil, yeah. Well, no, but that's not the thing. So like, you know, men can like say whatever they want about the clips, but it's a show for women and like, men, can, of course, are welcome to listen. But like, I'm talking to women week by week. So, but, you know, the attack plans that we're putting out are, you know, attacking our own shortcomings, not about changing men. It's about changing how we think and changing that the, the men that we, you know, choose to date, that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, uh, all right. So uh, uh, she signed two bills into law. One requires people convicted of hate crimes to undergo training on hate crime prevention and education. And another uh, supports the launch of a statewide campaign to promote acceptance, inclusion, and tolerance of the diversity of New Yorkers. However, with with the rollout of new legislation and new initiatives, some experts say they're a bit skeptical about how exactly this will play out across the state. It's great that the governor is working to address this, but part of what's happening is that very few details have been released and we're a little bit in the dark on how this will actually shake. Uh, Leo Ferguson, the director of strategic pro- projects at Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, told NPR. 
There are, I think, positive signs and also a lot of skepticism. Uh, Hazel Dukes, president of the NAACP New York State Conference, says that in order to address the state's hate crimes and acts of violence, a shift in focus with conversations is needed. Conversations is going to get us nowhere. Uh, We focus a lot on the problems instead of talking about solutions and the good things that happen in communities. There are many who are doing great work in their communities, and we don't highlight that enough. We have to start at an early age with curriculum in schools to show all people, all cultures that have contributed to this country and the work that uh, and the world that make it a better place. The New York State Initiative comes at a time when new programs for reporting bias incidents are being put into place at the state and federal levels. And I mean, also, it's like all this nonsense. It's like, you know, also also instead of like talking about all the great things that, you know, minorities and, you know, women or whoever have done, how about just like give those communities more money so that they have the ability to achieve things from a earlier like from an earlier age like what are we even talking about just give the money to fucking these people and like let them decide what they want to do with it improving people's material conditions Hmm, yeah that sounds like it's scientifically proven to work we should do something else yeah just for for me all these i mean i i think anyone who's even you know been a part of like a corporate world or you know anything for even one moment of their lives understands that all these like uh feel good make good you know organizations where a bunch of you know uh fancy people uh get together in you know, at a, some kind of a open bar event and pat themselves on the back for some new initiative or some new program that they put together to help another group of people that they're not a part of never fucking works. It's like, it's just another thing to make the group on top look like they're doing something and they're not doing anything. Just give them group, whatever, whoever needs, who's ever having a hard time, give them the money. Um, On the national level, the Justice Department announced in May a series of new guidelines and $10 million in new federal grants to help states develop hotlines uh, for reporting incidents. I would love to be on. I can only imagine who's calling in. The, hot, the, the hate crime hotlines. Okay. Um, uh, someone just calls in. I am driving on the highway and I just got cut off and you will never fucking believe who it was. Just, that's, that's one of the stupidest, I, one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard, in fact. Talk me down. <laughs> Additionally, the Justice Department issued new guidance this spring along with the Department of Health and Human Services aimed at raising awareness of hate crimes during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so again, that's just like some kind of an Asian initiative. You just give money to them. Uh, as U.S. experienced a surge of hate crimes and incidents against Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander communities, because I mean, if there was a sentence that ever said white people can't tell the difference between, they different. have no idea. I was like, Pacific Islander is like very different, <laughs> but okay. Uh, this summer, Maryland officials launched an alert system, the Emmett Till Alert System. Uh, poor Emmett Till, he didn't need this fucking system named after him to flag racist incidents and acts of hate. Oh God, this is this is this is whiter than than I can really even handle right now. Um, named in honor of the black fourteen year old who was abducted, tortured, and killed in nineteen fifty five. I mean, I hope you know the story of Emmett Till. If you don't, please look it up. Um, after being accused of whistling at a white woman. The alert system serves as a warning system against racist incidents and acts of hate detective. The alerts will be sent to 167 black elected uh, statewide officials in Maryland, along with national civil rights organizations, clergy members and other leaders. This sounds like a recipe for disaster. This just sounds like what and and what are they supposed to do when they get the alert? Fucking light a torch and go chase them. I mean, what are we doing? Set off the bat signal. This is. And then an anti-racism Batman will show up. This doesn't sound good. In his toolkit, he has 
fucking laundry to do with races so that he can help i don't know i don't know what he would have yeah i'm just like not i'm not i i, I don't i just don't think this is the way i think there's better things to do with money i think it, the the key is just like uh electing more uh you know uh people of color into leadership and legislative uh positions uh funding schools funding schools exactly getting people air conditioning and heat yeah i think just you know all not taking away uh you know like music programs and uh, and acting programs which are kind of the first school programs yeah which are the first things to go in low-income communities i mean things like that that's a, a thousand other things that i think are better than these uh pat yourself on the back let's have a meeting and then go out and get fucking uh wasted on martinis uh boards uh just uh, i've never a, a board has never done anything for me except i think one time in art school i think like a arts and like a small arts board gave me money like a scholarship oh for what to make what uh like towards my my uh, schooling you know so and i actually did and you know and i think and i think i'm probably in the minority of people who then graduated and went on to become a professional artist you know i think yeah, if you wow. look, i think if you look at the stats of art school i bet um, i bet most of us didn't go didn't you know continue to be artists 100 percent. yeah at least professionally yeah yeah I will say I know I know a good number a number of my uh, like friend my close friends who are still making film um, or became photographers instead of filmmakers. Yeah, but yeah so I think good. every successful artist I know didn't go to school. Yeah. So interesting um, how I mean, that works out. That's so. I mean, of course, that would be your. That's the the most iconic Shane response oh. that, there, that there could be. I don't know. They just sat Is in a it? tent outside and sketched people as they ate Cheez-Its. Well, I mean, some of them are like tattoo artists. Some of them are painters. Sure. Some of them make film. Some yeah. of them are comedians. Yeah, and it absolutely who are wasn't, here now. was not necessary to go to school, but I wanted to go to college, and like, I'm glad I didn't waste my time studying anything other than art. Yeah, no, you should that if it's what you're stupid. passionate about. Yeah, it would have been dumb for me. Um, all right. Uh, this one, this next one is good for you from the New York Post, the jail one. Oh, dude. Mike yeah. picked Mike, my future. Mike picked this article out. I'm going to give him credit, but I did. Um, he, he sent it to me a couple of days ago and I ended up picking, um, a, a more updated version of it from the post. But I think you sent it, you sent it to me from a place called like, like Vera.org. And I was like, I don't even fucking know what that is. It's Project uh, Vera. It's like the truth project. Project. Yeah, dude. That's where Mike hangs out online. What's, I never... He wants the truth. What is what is that? Is that like a Shane website? Just people looking for, for what's really going on out there. <laughs> uh, I mean, like who runs it? Who, like, and how does it, how is it, how does it fund itself? Some truth tellers. I, <laughs> See, this is why, oh, this is why I went yeah, to dude. New York Post because I go, even though New York Post is right leaning, it's, it, I mean, I, I thought it was, you know, interesting to hear their take on this, and no, that, and, it, that, and that they covered it in general. Because a lot of times there will only be X amount of uh, news sources that cover whatever we're talking about. This and is like Alex Jones type people, that you know, they want the truth. You know, but they don't usually. Uh, but those uh, Alex Jones type people usually seemingly don't care about people dying in prison. I know they do. Alex Jones. Oh, because he wants death penalty instead, which is lower budget. No, I think Alex Jones. Alex, Alex Jones, Jones about to be in prison. <laughs> he's insane, but I don't think he's um, that right wing. I think he's. I, I think he's less conservative than you think he is. Yeah. But he has a lot of. He's more concerned with. 
temporal energy vampires controlling the government and and Hillary Clinton worshiping Moloch. I mean, he's more concerned with the fact that uh, Sandy Hook was a scam. That one was tough. That was a setup. Don't do that. <laughs> and he admitted that he shouldn't have done that. I mean, it's funny to admit after you went so hard in on oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's how he makes his money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really, he really fucked up. That was really bad. Yeah. Very not good. Interesting stance. Um and in okay, so this is by the New York Post. Uh wow, I really wish I wasn't getting so many ads for. What is this? The gift that dreams are made of, and it's fucking lotto tickets, everybody. Wow, that you are that is the most white trash ad for you. What is what are you Googling? Just Mountain Dew 12 pack? My my ads are like lottery tickets, Viagra, and guns, dude. dude wow, I'm really wow, coming wow, into my wow, own wow, since wow. I've been taking time off of my obligations. It's been fucking great. Oh, my God. Inmate dies on Rikers Island. 19th death reported in troubled New York City jails. An inmate died on Rikers Island over the weekend, marking the 19th death in New York City's troubled jail system so far this year, officials say. Eduardo... Mejias. Nice. Fuck, I'm so sorry. That was uh, so good. I tried. 39 died around 5 p.m. Sunday inside the Anna M. Cross Center. Uh, according to the city's Department of Correction, Mr. Mejias, uh, fucking every time, passing fills our hearts with sadness, and we extend our heartfelt sympathies to all those who held them dear as we recognize how hard it is to lose a loved one during the holidays. Uh, Doc Commissioner Louis Molina said in a statement... Mejias was jailed October 1st with four open criminal cases against him involving charges of robbery, grand larceny, and petite larceny from this year. Yeah, <laughs> that dude, was petite. Cute. Yeah, it's uh, Un petite larceny. Uh, in two of the cases, bail was set at 10,000 and 5,000 according to the court records, and the other two bail was $1. The office of the city of the medical ex- uh, office city medical examiner will determine his death. Um, a lot of photos. His death will also be investigated by the state attorney general's office. The Legal Aid Society, the city's largest legal aid nonprofit, had pushed for a federal takeover of the violence-plagued jail system last month, but a Manhattan federal judge quickly denied the request, saying that while she is deeply concerned about safety issues at Rikers, such a takeover might divert resources away from inmates. Yeah, we're really worried about this private company that a for-profit jail diverting resources away from inmates. Woo! What a fucking evil system. Um, lots of stuff, lots of stuff, and that was it. Yeah. Um, fucking crazy that for-profit jails even exist. Yeah. But the idea that if you had the federal government come in and be like, "What's going on in here?" that they couldn't firstly just force the private company to continue <sighs> giving the inmates the the fucking care or mm-hmm. whatever they give them care isn't the right word but you know what i'm saying right just fucking wild yeah for profit for profit prisons are insane yeah no i mean it's disgusting i i just don't feel like people have conversations about uh, the prison system enough and I mean it's you know it's because it's like oh well they're in prison like they're less than us but it's like I mean they're mem- they're members of society and I mean if you're 
you know, intention on the like or your thoughts on the prison system isn't that people come back into society better than they left it, then what's the point of prison at all? Well, yeah. I mean, I know it's like just, you know, lock them up, get them off the streets. But it's like, no, I mean, I think rehabilitation has been proven to work quite well. Well, we have, you know, according to conservative people who are the most worried about crime in general, the cities are lawless hellscapes where you can't even walk down the street without being murdered. Meanwhile, like dorks in Brooklyn are walking around at 2 a.m. by themselves safe. Absolutely. I mean, I always tell people like when people are like, isn't New York City unsafe? And I mean, these are like people from Jersey. I'm just like, I would never walk around in my hometown alone at 2 a.m. I walk around my uh, in my neighborhood in New York at 2 a.m. alone all the time. It's like one of the safest places I've ever been. I feel more safe here than I did when I lived in a town with 20 people. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that that I, I'm also you just feel unsafe when you're alone in the middle of nowhere sometimes. Also, there are animals and it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's fine I, I mean, here. I don't think Republicans are talking about bear attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not worried. Of, they're not worried about bears, though. I'm surprised you didn't report on that uh, fucking cougar that got put down. No, I read and everyone that. Everyone fucking cried about. I did read that, but there's not like re- there's no real like story there. There's no story. I, I yeah. was also surprised how many people were like really going nuts about it. I want to be like, if you really care about animals, there's a lot more than this cougar that like just lived in this weird place. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, so for-profit prison is evil. It's crazy that they exist. Uh, Crime is still apparently, according to the people who are worried about it, worse than ever, even though we imprison more of the world's population than anyone else, even kind of close. Uh, Yeah, it's fucking, I don't know. It's wild. 19 deaths. I wonder what the cause of the other deaths were. So, uh, tough. Tough stuff. And Rikers Island has always had a reputation for being like, like, don't go there. Mm-hmm. Fucking whatever you do, don't go there. One of my uh, classmates in film school was a, a guard at Rikers Island. Shout out to Sterling. What's up? How Yo, Sterling, who definitely watches this. He Honestly, Sterling was a big fan of mine, so I wouldn't be surprised. It's always, you always need like a 45-year-old classmate. I feel like college isn't fun if you're not like 19 and you don't have a 45-year-old classmate named Sterling. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Good and for him. He was making different films from the rest of us, and I was like feeling it. A lot of his films were like, I would describe them as Abu Ghraib-esque. Like, <laughs> I would describe them as softcore pornography. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Good for you. Yeah. He's... Just 45 working at the prison being like, I want to make like saucy movies. But dude. the thing is, like, if you looked at all the student films, which is the one that would make the most money in the box office? Sterling's. Hell yeah, Sterling. <laughs> Not like fucking mine. Mine was like a, my, I mean, I was, I was just making films trolling my classmates so one time i hired a mime to turn on a faucet everyone got really mad at me (laughs) what like i was making fun of the films that they were making so i hired a mime to like um turn on a faucet and then i made the whole film in french and everyone was like very offended because i was obviously making fun of their stupid bullshit art school bananas they were doing the like you know they were trying a french lady smoking a cigarette for 20 minutes bullshit i fucking hate that yeah yeah that's just jerking itself off yeah and so i made a film making fun of all their films but so presented but presented it unironically i was like no this is i'm serious 
<laughs> and no, then they, it was like, and then it would just say like drip in French. It would be, it would be like oh. le drip, le drip. Like it, was just, it was insane. <laughs> That's I was just, so fun. I was just trolling them. It was great. Wow, I love you. Thank you. You're um, and here, I feel like you have to read this next one too. Um. Oh, war, war on, on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, this is every year. We got to talk about the war on Christmas. The most prolific what you know the war in Ukraine uh uh-uh. uh nothing but like the war on Christmas and you know who's heading the war on Christmas Jews and that's why we had to put that swastika exactly. in the New York Times exactly we gotta stop them ooh I got ads for cowboy hats. They know I've been wearing mine more often. Mine is just ads for long skirts, but the skirt is so long that it feels offensive. What? A long skirt is It's a cute. like a long skirt. That's fun. No, it's not. Okay. War on Christmas. From a thrown tree to a split parade. Battles public and private raged on in 2022. This is a Fox News article, of course, mm-hmm. by Greg Wenner. Or, yeah... Really get that H in there so we don't think it's Wiener. Wiener. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanted to say Wiener so bad. I really did. The holiday season is upon us. I like that it sounds like a threat. Fuck, it's here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Which means it's right behind you. Uh, Something different for everyone. For some, the season means busting down the attic door, crawling around on all fours, kind of sexy, and snatching up those dusty boxes of decorations for another year of holiday cheer. For others, it may mean family get-togethers, eight crazy nights of presents, shout out Adam Sandler, a ham on the table, the opposite of the other thing, with sides galore, or maybe even giving to those less fortunate. Uh, whether celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or simply the end of 2022 and the arrival of the new year, shout out killing 2022, fuck this year, one thing should be clear, Tis the season to be merry, and in a perfect world, that would be true. The true meaning of the holidays can easily get lost with the stress and tensions that come with standing in line, sitting in traffic, and trying to plan the perfect holiday feast. Some people take matters into their own hands and wage war on Christmas or around the festive holiday with Grinches and thieves ruining a good old family Christmas and winding up on the naughty list. This is one of the dumbest articles I've ever read. I, it was heard. on the front page. That's no. why I read some of it and I was like, this is insane. Why is this on the front page? No, I know. Some... I'm sure it got clicked a wild amount. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier this month in Dedham, Massachusetts, library director Amber Maroney banned Christmas cheese trees because they made people feel... But also Christmas cheese. Yeah. Quote, uncomfortable. Someone in town sound the alar- sounded the alarm to Fox News. There's just like a bell you ring. Ding, 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 ding. But also how the... F- like what... Who, like who would feel uncomfortable because of a Christmas tree? I'm deeply curious to know if that's really what happened or what's going on. Right. If that is what happened and someone was just like, it makes people feel uncomfortable. I would like to know who's uncomfortable and tell them... They're stupid. I've never met a Jew who was like, a Christmas tree makes me feel uncomfortable. I Most Jews I know are like, yeah, Chris, I still, I do Christmas. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's, I, I don't see the Jesus part. I see a big fat guy with a beard, even though he is the most Christian part of the weird Christmas stuff. And then, you know, the tree and all that other stuff, which is pagan, which I guess Jews should be against the most right someone in town sounded the alarm to fox news questioning why it was okay to celebrate kwanzaa but not christmas when you say it like that it makes it sound like there's a kwanzaa tree what does kwanzaa have as kwanzaa uh kwanzaa has something similar to a menorah i don't know what it's called but it's a candled 
like uh, I don't know the name. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it's similar to a, what I would describe as a menorah. What like okay. what is Kwanzaa? Kinara. What, what is it called? A Kinara. Kinara. Mm. It's a seven branch candle holder used in Kwanzaa celebration. Damn, even there more efficient. Um, <laughs> does anybody in Dedham, Massachusetts even celebrate Kwanzaa? Primetime host Jesse Waters asked. What a fucking turd. Adding that the decision to not put up a tree but celebrate Kwanzaa did not sit well with him. Why are they attacking Kwanzaa instead of just asking why Christmas can't be celebrated? They're telling on themselves. Yeah. They're so weird about it. Yeah. You have an actual time when someone's being grinchy and you can righteously be like, what the fuck is your problem? And then you're like, but what about Kwanzaa? Okay, and I also got to the bottom of this uh, data Massachusetts Let's thing. Hear it. So number one, it wasn't a it wasn't a like a, a, a town wide ban. It was just at the Dedham Library, and it was like the library director who made the decision to not just to, to not put the tree up at the library. Like I don't know, like in my hometown, there like the the big tree uh, that we put up as a town is at our library. So maybe it's a situation like that. Um, but also like a hundred people were upset. And so the library director rescinded the decision not to put up the Christmas tree amid the uproar. And that's from the Boston Herald. All right. So, yeah, let's see. They put it up. Uh, And then it goes, last week, the Satanic Temple of Illinois. uh, Satan always gets involved somehow. I love the Satanic Temple. They're so fun. And I am a member. It's great. Uh, uh, they installed a holiday display of its of their own next to a nativity scene in Menorah in Springfield to commemorate its quote satanic values. This is the fourth year, fourth year since 2018. The Satanic Temple installed the display at the state's capital for the holidays. This year, the group put a Satanist-made crocheted snake on top of a leather-bound copy of the astronomer uh, Nicholas Copernicus's. 1543 book on the revolution of the heavenly spheres and if you want to see a photo it's very cute they did a great job it is cute. for those of you who are not aware of what the satanic temple does they're less a real religion and more of a recognized religion according to the government and what they do is they use offensive imagery and satan in order to showcase uh why we shouldn't have religion in government or in our laws so, for instance, you can say you're a Satanist in order to get health care that might not be available to you because for religious reasons you demand it. Or maybe they're putting God in courtrooms when they shouldn't, and then Satanists come in and they do some Satanist stuff, and then Christians go, well, no one gets to do it now. Mm-hmm. And then Satanists go, well, that's what we wanted and we win. Yeah. So, this is good. We like this. They're great. Because even if you're Christian, you have to admit that separation of church and state is the whole thing we do as Americans, so we should keep that up. In previous years, the Satanic Temple's holiday displays included a swaddled goat baby named Baphomet, very cute, it was great, or a pedestal with a hand offering an apple with the inscription reading, knowledge is the greatest gift. So fucking awesome. Wow, they killing it, dude. Roman Catholic Bishop Thomas uh, Paprocki of the Springfield Diocese condemned the Satanists' display. Those who worship Satan are doomed to suffer the pains of hell with the evil one and his minions forever, he said. People are free to choose. I pray for the conversion of sinners and their eternal salvation. 
Uh, Paprocki also called on people to reject the devil's lies and return to Christ. Uh, then there was Richard Atchison, 52 of Florida, who, according to the Lake County Sheriff's Office, lost his temper on December 12th after his wife asked him for help and put a spoon in the sink. When the spoon hit the sink, Atchison's wife accidentally splashed him with water, according to an arrest affidavit. Uh, he then packed his things, went out to his vehicle, and returned to the house because he had been drinking and told his wife to leave instead. That's so funny to pack yourself and be like, I'm fucking out of here. And then you come back inside and you go, I'm actually too drunk to drive. You fucking leave, but with my things in the car. His wife tried to leave, police said, when Atchison shoved her. Okay, not good. Don't do that. Picked up the Christmas tree in the corner of the room and threw it at her, striking her. He then blocked the door to prevent his wife from leaving. Atchison was charged with domestic battery. He threw a Christmas tree at a lady. Absolutely don't do that. Not allowed. Wow, Corinne trying hard to keep it together when I said he threw the Christmas tree at her. Yeah, it's not funny, but it is a little bit, kind of. It's a little funny. He went to jail. She's okay. I hope she leaves. Moving up the eastern seaboard to South uh, South Carolina, the Lexington County... Lexington County Sheriff's Office arrested Leslie Reese, 42, after allegedly breaking into several churches and taking Christmas ornaments, candles, and a cross. They, like, talk about her some more. Anyway... We we don't really have to stay on this article, but I know this is the most co- this is the most complex article we've read today, and it's about the war on Christmas. It's just a bunch of people doing Grinchy shit, right? Um, at one point there, and this is Fo- Fox, and then Fox chose this as the most important news coverage for today. A- absolutely, yes. there was one uh, in Taylor, Texas, a city of about fifteen thousand people, and located thirty miles northeast of Austin. The annual Christmas parade was separated into two Christmas parades after a group of local churches booted an LGBT group from the original event because they featured drag queens. Drag queens, enemy number one right now. Well, we're going to get into the drag queens for the main story anyway, so yeah, don't you worry about kind that. Yeah, they're kind of a... I, I feel like drag queens right now are the hot thing for conservatives to be mad about because they're almost a stand-in for trans people because conservatives don't understand what a drag queen is yeah i mean they i mean week after week anytime we're covering a story about drag queens they're they're, they think drag queens are sex workers that's how they think of them yeah 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 they they like don't understand but they think they're like they're so but they they think it's even worse than like you know uh you know a sex worker who you can hire you know to have sex with you which is not legal in many states um but they think of it as like uh, uh, like a, a a clown, I would say a clown and a sex worker together. So like a sex worker targeted at children is how conservatives think of drag queens. Mm. It's very strange. A clown and a sex worker, and that exists. Yeah, it does. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a, a clown sex worker. Well, yeah, I mean, she just sells like- her clussy. Okay, well, that's, that's her clown pussy. You know what? I, I didn't know about that until now. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're back, so that you could tell me about that. I'm here to give you the important knowledge that you lack. I once watched um, in the Hump uh, Festival, which is Dan Savage's um, like amateur pornography festival. Uh, someone made like a clown like. 
uh, pornography where they just like popped balloons with naked bodies. I fucking hated it because to me, there's nothing worse than hearing a balloon pop. It yeah, gives I'm me so much fan. anxiety. I don't like But it apparently either. this is somebody's kink. So, you know, don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Just, but, <sighs> just went and got popcorn during that one. Yeah. Amateur porn festival. Just sounds like a really good excuse to get a group of people you don't know together to show you what they're up to. Um, anyway, I mean, it's in a theater, Shane. It's not like come over to my house and watch my amateur porn in a theater or not. You're still seeing a bunch of you're like, hello. Hi, I'm about to watch you fuck on camera. <laughs> I've I've, and you probably paid me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Good for that person who put on that festival. Anyway, that's it. Fox News just basically posted like, ah, this person stole Christmas trees from a church or this parade split into two groups because a bunch of Christian groups were like. And and the Christian groups, by the way, were like, listen, gay people can do anything they want. Mm -hmm. We just don't want drag queens there. And it's like, why are they the final boss of being gay? Mm -hmm. I don't, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think they're least likely to rape their kids because you don't know how many layers they have on to have their dick, you know, in the ass. Uh, Not all drag queens are even gay. Uh, I mean, most of them, I would say, are. I mean, but that's not a rule. It's not certainly not a rule. No. So there's that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just so weird that they're like these ones that it literally in the thing, they were like, listen, we knew the gay people were going to be in the parade and we love that for them. But if a man is going to wear a dress, that's not cool. My kids have to see a man in a dress. That's crazy. Well, it's just so it's weird because it's not like, I mean, it's not just a man in a dress. It's something about a gay man in a dress because men, you know, lots of straight men think it's hilarious to dress as a woman. I mean, that's been going on for ages. Well, like, you can do it if you're like ugly. That's the funniest thing. You're allowed to do it if you're ugly. Yeah. That have drag queens thought about being uglier. Like, and when they put on their makeup, I mean, there are drag queens who have like a more ugly look, like a more caricature look. Yeah, but they're still, it's like fun and it's really artistic. Well, there's two types of drag queens though. There's the, there's the drag queens where I'm really going to attempt to look like an actual biological female and the drag queens that are more like over the top. I want to see a drag queen that looks like one of the girls from White Chicks. Oh my God. (laughs) Remember that movie? (laughs) I certainly do. Oh fuck. That would be so funny. Wow. What a crazy movie that was. They really made that. Go watch it, by the way. It has aged poorly. <laughs> was it? But what is it ever good? Uh, it that's had some a laughs. Question. It had some laughs. Oh, hey, it's funny in some parts. Uh, all right. So this next uh, piece is uh, an opinion piece from the Washington Post. This one's about fentanyl. I did name this uh, "Fa la 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 fentanyl." Yeah, dude. Uh, Fa la 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 fentanyl. Don't die from it this holiday season when you're doing cocaine. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just like yeah, I wanted to go over it kind of again. Obviously, there's been a huge problem with fentanyl deaths, uh, specifically in the comedy community uh so uh i lose sleep about this at night and i wanted to talk about it fentanyl uh, use exploded while government slept here's what to do now um, in 2016, federal agents seized 573 pounds of illicit fentanyl at California ports of entry, which makes sense why a lot of the people that were dying are L.A. comics. Uh, a year later, it was 2,099 pounds. This was a clue to a fundamental shift. Instead of fentanyl being sent by mail from China, 
As in the past, Mexican drug cartels were beginning to manufacture and traffic the drug overland to the United States. Say a seven-part post-investigation documented a cascade of government blunders and failure to recognize and fight this uh, scourge. Uh, now this country faces the most lethal drug crisis in its history. The government should act urgently to tighten enforcement, reduce demand, and expand access to life-saving treatment. I mean, listen, I know you guys are going to continue to do drugs, but if you're doing fucking drugs and you don't have Narcan on hand and you're not testing your drugs before you're using them, I don't know what to tell you. You have to test your drugs and you have to have Narcan on hand. Uh, Fentanyl is an opioid 50 times more potent than heroin, giving users a sense of euphoria, euphoria, but also putting them in mortal peril. Too much in the bloodstream can trigger respiratory failure and ultimately cardiac arrest. Unbeknownst to many people who use other drugs, dealers in the United States are spiking them with cheap and accessible fentanyl. The Post told the agonizing story of five friends in Colorado who died in February after using cocaine they did not know was laced with fentanyl. Last year, drug overdoses in the United States surpassed 107,000, the highest ever. Two-thirds of the deaths, deaths involved fentanyl use, which now claims more American lives each year than car crashes, gun violence, and suicides, and is the leading cause of death for people ages 18 to 49. And it's interesting because in the midst of whatever bout of existential crisis I was having last night, I was going over the people. Um, I was like angry about how um, uh, unwilling people are to deal with death. And then I was like just listing out all the people I love who have died and their cause of death. And I can say that um, I know people have died in car crashes uh, because of suicide and because of drug overdose and, and drug overdose is the leading cause of my close friends. I would say suicide. I know more people in general. But as far as like close friends whose funerals I went to, definitely drug overdoses. Mm. Um, unfortunately, do you have thoughts on that? No. You, you don't have, have you been to like a lot of friends' funerals or? Yeah. I would say, do you know any gun death uh, people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, that's the one where like I don't, I know like, uh, I'm trying to think, like a, cu- a couple, surprisingly not, we did have metal detectors in my school towards the end um, or people with guns. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, illicit fentanyl powder and pills are compact and easily smuggled. A U.S. Commission on the Drug Crisis estimated this year that only three to five metric tons of pure fentanyl would meet the entire annual U.S. consumption of illegally supplied opioids. By contrast, 47 metric tons of heroin and 145 metric tons of cocaine were consumed in 2016. Seizure of fentanyl on the southern border has jumped ninefold in the past five years. The Post series painted a devastating picture of government failures. President Donald Trump's $11 billion border wall was virtually useless in stopping fentanyl smuggling. What? And, a, and a wall, a wall didn't, didn't stop A it. wall didn't stop uh, professional drug dealers with infinite money. That's crazy. Yeah. And his administration missed the shift from China to Mexico. There was so much focus on China, they didn't look at where the ball was. A, formal fe- a former federal prosecutor, Sherry Walker Hobson, told The Post. They weren't looking at the cartels in a serious way. It was all about China, China, China. A 2017 Drug Enforcement Administration document devoted four pages to synthetic opioids, but made no mention that Mexican traffickers were producing fentanyl. The agency hemorrhaged staffers and went through five acting administrators, three of them during Mr. Trump's tenure. 18 months ago, former New Jersey Attorney General Ann Milgram uh, became the first Senate-confirmed DEA administrator since 2015. Mexico also blundered. A decade-long uh, counter-narcotics alliance with the United States fell apart 
after President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador, that's a lot of names, took office in December 2018 and embarked on a policy he called Hugs Not Bullets. That's not a good name. The chill in relations has... That was not... Yeah, that that wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) I have a note. Uh, The chill in relations has left DEA agents scrutinizing press releases to see what types of narcotics and precursor chemicals Mexico's military has seized. The partnership was in trouble even earlier than Mr. Lopez Obrador's rise. Both countries had pledged to tackle crucial underlying causes. Mexico's weak justice system and surging U.S. demand for narcotics, and neither did so. There is no simple or easy solution. Enforcement alone cannot dry up the supply of illicit fentanyl. Traffickers have tactical advantages such as how little of the drug they need to transport that allow them to vastly outpace enforcement efforts, according to the U.S. Commission. Even so, efforts to disrupt the Mexican fentanyl pipeline are part of the needed response. The Post series described how a new detection technology that, if employed, could help thwart smuggling in vehicles, making sure U.S. agencies are fully staffed and avoiding the, the neglect of recent years would also help. Far more serious counter-narcotics enforcement by Mexico is essential. Hugs are not working. Just as important is the demand side, which requires expanding access to treatment and harm reduction to save lives. A national, uh, what is this word? Academies study? What? Academia? No, it's like, it's, it's, I mean, it's rooted in the word academia, but they're using it in a tense that I've never seen. I mean, welcome to my life. A national academies study in 2019 pointed out uh, that three highly effective and approved medications, methadone, uh, buprenorphine, and extended release uh, naltrexone um, exist to treat opioid uh, use disorder or OUD, but they are not available to uh, most of the people who need them. Uh, and I mean, uh, naltrexone is like, that's, I believe the same as Narcan. Um, and, or you can use, if not, it's, if it's not the exact same thing, you can use them interchangeably because I did extensive research before going to Skankfest on this. Um, uh, because I know I was truly was like so troubled that someone was going to, um, need it. Uh, but at Lewis actually, to his credit, brought Narcan himself. Um, and I'm not speaking out of school. He posted it on his Instagram. Uh, but I, but, but also, um, Narcan, like they're pushing to have it more readily available, like without prescription or whatever, um, in most, uh, uh, pharmacies. Yeah. And depending on where you are, you can get it. But also then there's like places where it's like, you know, high action places uh, where it's more difficult to obtain because so many people are trying to get it. Uh, the study added by alleviating withdrawal symptom, uh, withdrawal symptoms, reducing opioid cravings, or decreasing their response to future drug use. These medications make people with OUD less likely to return to drug use and risk a fatal overdose. Use of these medications is increasing, but not enough. In 2019, 87% of people who could benefit from one of these medications did not receive such treatment. Hospital emergency rooms should make initiating uh, buprenorphine and referral to out patient treatment a standard of care in overdoses that are not fatal. The continuing failure to do so should prompt the Centers for Medical and Medicaid Services to act. The pending Mainstreaming Addiction Treatment Act would streamline use of buprenorphine, another bill, the Medication Access and Training Expansion Act, would boost training for treatment of OUD. Both deserve approval. The Department of Health and Human Services should accelerate efforts to make treatment with methadone more accessible. The immense scale of the fentanyl threat requires more in 
innovative solutions too. One would be wider use of fentanyl test strips. They can warn unsuspecting users of the presence of dangerous fentanyl hiding in another drug. I believe Ari Shafir was talking about that on with Rogan. Like, I don't, I don't know how to test for fentanyl. Um, uh, because I think the kind of, you know, drugs that I use are not fentanyl lysine drugs, but basically like you put the strip in like a bag and it can taste and it can test the whole dose at once and shake it. But I mean, this is, you know, uh, information that's readily available online and um, plenty of organizations kind of uh, give this stuff out for free because they want you to test your drugs because they don't want you to die. Um, they can warn unsuspecting users of the presence of dangerous fentanyl. Um, as the Post series demonstrated, the fentanyl crisis exploded while government slept. Many overdose victims did not know what hit them. The country is facing a perilous public health and law enforcement emergency. It cannot look the other way. So yeah, especially going into like one of the biggest party nights of the near the year, New Year's Eve, um, and the fact that I'm hosting a party myself uh i don't want any fucking um overdoses on my watch um so test your fucking drugs don't be an idiot about it don't be like oh it's just okay this one time or like it's not okay it only takes one fucking time to kill you and like too many people i know who are like uh you know and this is not like young i'm not talking about like young kids even i know plenty of people well into their 30s and 40s who have died of fentanyl so you know from cocaine so you know don't be stupid about it Okay, thank you. But you can still do drugs, you know? It's fine. Whatever. Sure, if you want, I guess. If you want, I guess. Seems yes. like a bad idea. <laughs> well, but... but the thing is, it's like, I'm not, it's, you know, I take the same approach to drugs that I take to, um, you know, animal consumption. You got to start somewhere. And I can't just be like, don't do drugs. I know it, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, in all honesty, I think alcohol's the worst thing you can do. Uh, I would say do alcohol. You... I think cocaine's pretty bad, too. I've never met anyone on cocaine and been like, this is a great person that I want to be around. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like the drugs I'm into is like, acid and dmt and like that kind of shit so it's like a once it's a like a once a year drug it's not like a doing and if you're doing it all the time like you your brain's gone so yeah you can't you just can't um all right i think we need to move on to the main story yeah 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 we're yeah let's do it the main story as we uh told you about is uh about drag queen uh story hour protests going on actually in new york city and one of my uh good friends is friends with someone whose home was being protested outside of uh just today and he dm'd me about it uh so this is fascinating do you want to read your article first just because i just read a long article do you want oh uh yeah i can i can do that i I would love to yeah um conserve fox news the two arrested yeah okay yeah i got you let's go just making sure that i picked the right one okay this is a fox news article uh published on the 20th two arrested at new york city councilman's apartment in gays against groomers protest over drag queen story hour New York City Councilman Eric Botcher shares video of protesters angry over the, quote, sexualization of children. Here we go again. Our favorite topic of 2022. It's so fucking insane. (sighs) It sucks so bad to be like, is vaudeville the word I want? What's a vaudeville performer? Can someone? Yeah, I mean, like a vaudevillian times, it would be like you would have like a, a singer, a dancer. Yeah, that's what a drag queen is. They're like a vaudevillian, vaudevillian? performer. I would yeah. agree. I would yeah, agree with they're you. like a just a all over the place, like a persona, a performer who like does classic arts. 
They sing, they do lip syncing, they dance, they goof off, they're funny. Sometimes they do other things. Sometimes it's adults. It, very often it has nothing to do with adult themes. Yeah, and obviously, like, when you go to see a drag queen performance in a 21 and up space, yes, sometimes they incorporate dick jokes, but that's the same as, like, comedians. So, like, you wouldn't say comedians are groomers, but sometimes we make dick jokes. But when we're asked to do, uh, you know, events like, you know, the PG-13 events, we can adjust our act accordingly and that's basically any performer can adjust themselves to be either you know a 21 and up an 18 and up act or an act for children that's a common in performance across the board is it tom segura who had a children's book there's a few comics who have had children's books certainly um fucking g uh uh oliver what's the fucking guy the news guy um oh the john the, oliver the british guy yeah, yeah he's fucking wildly inappropriate for children and he there his show had a fucking children's book the idea that you can be an adult that makes content for adults and not also do something kind or interesting or good for children is insane right so it I, must be infuriating to be a drag queen yeah. someone who cares about art and just performance in general really what drag queens are are the gayest possible loudest possible version of a theater kid mm-hmm And so you're like, I'm going to do something nice for kids. Give back to my community. Do something cute and good. And drag queens are fucking fun, too. So like, it's something that kids would, I think, be really receptive to. And kids don't give a fuck. They don't care. And anyway, and then it's like, oh, now you think, now you hate me for trying to do this nice thing. Like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Anyway, two women were reportedly arrested. Hey, way to go, ladies. Get in there. Uh, after a group of self-proclaimed gays against groomers, which is an actual like organization. Um, I mean, I don't know how they're funded, but I did look it up. They have a, an official website. Ah, uh, yes. Gaysagainstgroomers.com. So uh, it's not .org. Uh, protesters allegedly targeted the office and apartment building of an openly gay New York City councilman Monday in apparent outrage of his support for a recent drag storytime session at a Manhattan library. Tonight, the drag story hour protesters came to my apartment building and gained entry. My super called the cops and two of them were arrested for trespassing. Eric Botcher, a council member representing District 3, tweeted on Monday, this is pure hate unmasked. If they think this is going to intimidate us, they're mistaken. Our resolve is strengthened. After protesters allegedly vandalized Botcher's office in a Chelsea neighborhood around 3 p.m., they arrived outside his apartment building. Two women were arrested when they breached the building around 5 p.m. New York Daily News reported charges against them were pending Monday night. Meanwhile, Botcher shared four photos of messages scrawled on the sidewalk in front of the apartment building. The messages appeared to be written in chalk, included... Okay, groomer. Oh my god! As, As in okay, boomer. I know. I was like, I was so annoyed when okay, boomer was trending on TikTok, and I was like, nothing could be more annoying than that. And then they actually found something that was more annoying, and that's okay, groomer. Uh, Eric Botcher is a pedo, child groomer, child oh predator, and uh, I don't know what the third thing or the last thing says. Um, fucking. If people don't like you, they'll say anything. Right. The incident prompted responses from New York City Mayor Eric Adams and U.S. Representative Jerry Nadler. This is outrageous, completely outrageous, Adams wrote, sharing Botcher's tweet. Eric, you stand up for our city every single day, and these cowardly bigots have no place here. Thank you to the NYPD for your quick work and sending the message that this hate will not go unchallenged. I stand with my friend... 
uh, Eric Botcher's Drag Queen Story Hour, Hour and the LGBTQ plus community against this disgusting display of hate. Nadler added, election officials have the responsibility to condemn this false, dangerous rhetoric that's being used as a new way to discriminate against the community. Um, it is crazy to like make up a... F I mean, that's the play, right? That's what you do. You don't like a group of people, and so you make up a fake thing about them. And then you fucking attack that thing. It's like a straw man argument. I'm trying to look like what that bleeped out word is. I can't even tell. I'm like, I don't even know what that curse word. What is that curse word? The B. I like I Googled it. B asterisk 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 that you like a derogatory word for like a, a pedophile. I don't even know what the word is. I don't know either. <laughs> in another tweet, Botcher shared several photos of vandalism in the hallway outside his district office. The councilman said a group of people who called themselves gays against groomers scrawled the term. I don't know. I don't know what it is <laughs> as so, a vulgar variation of his last name. Yeah, it seems like it's Bocher is his last name. So they called him Bitcher. Ah, wow. Oh Clever, God. guys. So you think they corny. had a think tank? They all let's get in the writer's room and really. Jesus then, Christ, that's corny. Yeah, I've been taking gigs. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> yes, ah, Michael has a baby on the way. <laughs> that's pretty good, buddy. Uh, uh, we will not be cowed, Botcher wrote, sharing another three photos. We will not be silenced. We will continue to stand up against hate. In a related video shared by the councilman, an unidentified voice inside his office says, I would love to be in drag and read the Bible to children. Someone outside the closed door office responds, how come you don't have police officers reading to the kids? How come you don't have firefighters reading to the kids? How come you don't have circus clown reading to the kids? I don't know. Organize that yourself, bitch. What do yeah. you mean? I mean, yeah, I, I never, you know, I, I don't think anyone has time to listen to a firefighter try and read a children's book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> hey, the rabbit is white. I mean, he's a rabbit. Uh, there's time. There's time. Going... The kids need to be in school tomorrow by uh, 8 a.m. So I don't think we can do firefighter uh, story hour. I'll start a rumor that firefighters are brave because they're too stupid to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen i spend a lot of time with firefighters uh because where i live in a firehouse uh yeah 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 but uh just making chili and getting fucking uh they're so cute. you're the dalmatian they're so cute i love ugh, i wish i was the dalmatian in my next life yeah I, I, I asked alfred yesterday what's it like to be a dog it seems fun what did he say did he lay there and do nothing he, then he laid over and i rubbed his tummy and i was like that's what i thought damn <clears throat> only drag queens the protesters outside the locked door shouts what's up with that eric what's up with that are you grooming them eric are you trying to sexualize children i don't understand why a drag queen is inherently the one to sexualize them yeah do they think drag queens have some kind of magic they people just don't i mean it, it, number one, it's super homophobic. But then number two, I just I, I, I it's astounding how little people understand drag queens. I more than anything want a drag queen dressed up as a firefighter to do the next story hour <laughs> in Manhattan Library. Oh, it's fuck. just so funny. And if also if you ask like mostly any member of like the gay male community, you'd be like, "Do you find drag queens sexy?" And you're like, "No, that's like not really the 
point of. They're not. It. They're not at all. Not yeah. like. What are you talking about? This they're, is not leather daddy night. You yeah, know? they're like. This is art. You look at a drag queen and you go, oh fuck yeah, you're like doing a. Th- it's not anyway. It's a big performance. Yeah, I, I mean, I just I don't really know how to explain it any better than I already have so numerous times on this show, and it and it, and it really baffles my mind because I know even people who follow me and are fans of me like are think that uh you know drag queens are some kind of like you know sex work or inappropriate for children and I'm like well anything can be adjusted to any level I mean there's also pornography about Santa Claus it doesn't mean Santa Claus is inappropriate for children a lot of strippers dressed up as police officers right yeah so we should get should we just get a shirtless hot as fuck police officer guy and he's wearing like a little tie and he's got a badge glued to his fucking massive pecs and he's got his little hat and he's reading oh he's also stupid because he's a stripper and he's the rabbit is white well it's just it's just really ridiculous because like statistically (laughs) more of these people's family members have fucked them than drag queens and that's like i'm like you know we're done yeah like why don't you watch your own fucking family members uh anyway some of the people in the gay community don't approve of that a voice says and i'm one of them the gays against grooming they don't approve of this at all another voice adds Accompanying that video, Botcher tweeted, this is what the anti-drag story hour mob subjected staff to at our office before they vandalized the hallway. And another video shared by the councilman from a high vantage point. A group of people are seen pushing and yelling on the street below Botcher's apartment building. The councilman said it was a video of the drag story hour protesters physical attacking, physically attacking one of my neighbors last night. And that's crazy because in New York, so many of us live in a building. Yeah. You're like, hey, bitch, there's like 500 people here. I fucking don't know who you're talking. They're like attacking you. You're like, I don't know you. Yeah. Drag Story Hour in New York City, formerly Drag Story Hour in New York City. Drag Queen. Drag Queen drag Story queen. Hour in New York City. I guess Sorry. they wanted to include Drag Kings. Hell yeah. Is a program that produces storytelling and creative arts programs for children and teens presented by local drag artists in library schools and other community spaces in all five boroughs of New York City. Oh, man. And virtually according to its website. In June, the New York Post reported the program had received approximately $207,000 in taxpayer cash from New York City's budget set aside for LGBTQ services. The program, which involves cross-dressed performers reading and interacting with children as young as age three, has been criticized for organizing activities during the school day, often without first seeking parental consent, the report says. Botcher reportedly assured protesters outside the recent drag story hour that just normal books were being read to the children at the event. He was also in attendance uh, for it at the Manhattan Public Library. And that's that. Yeah. I mean, if you also if you go to uh, it's DSHNYC.org, which is drag story hour NYC, it looks like just so fun. And I totally wish that drag queens had come and read me books um they have a dragtivity book hilarious hilarious uh you can also buy some merch from gazeagainstgroomers.com if that's what you want for the holiday season uh they have a hoodie and this really rolls off the tongue it says you wouldn't affirm an anorexic child with liposuction all right that's, I don't even understand what that means. It's for like gender gender affirmation um, or confirmation surgery. They're you know because they're also against you know uh, transitioning. Yeah, they're, and, oh yeah, they're turfs. That's right. Um, it says D trans voices matter. Gays against groomers. Groom dogs, not kids. They have an OK groomer uh, hoodie. Save the the tomboys. That seems. Out I of like nowhere. that if you if the OK groomer hoodie just looks like you're saying OK groomer. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. This this cup. This okay groomer dude mug is really actually pro- scary. 
Uh, I identify as a threat. My pronouns are try slash me. Cool. That's like just straight up something a guy in Texas would wear that doesn't understand pronouns. Right. I mean, some of this stuff just feels homophobic, like inherently homophobic, which is strange because it's gays against groomers. But, you know, I guess it's like Jews for Jesus. You can just pick and choose what you want and make an organization about it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who are this has got to be like 10 really passionate people five people who were like i guess this is my friend group now right and that's it you know what i mean and one of them's a real go-getter he's like i know a guy he prints shirts <laughs> and they're fucking we have a website jerry knows how to make websites and jerry's like i guess oh my god all right so this is like a, most of the same information but just wrapping it up real quick my uh a uh, liberal take is from Gothamist. Um, you know, I wanted to go a little bit more local because it was such yeah. a local story. And also, we, we don't have as much of this stuff happening in New York City. So I thought it was interesting to do a New York City problem story. You know, we're usually concentrating on Texas. But, you know, I said, like, look, let's look inside ourselves. It says, as NYPD drag queen story hour protesters arrested for trespassing at council members' home. Two drag queen story hour protesters were arrested for trespassing inside council member Eric Botcher's Manhattan apartment building Monday night and vandalizing his sidewalk. Police confirmed. Police charged 44 year old Bronx resident Erica Sanchez and 27 year old Anna Morgan of Queens with criminal mischief, hit them with desk appearance tickets, and released them. Neither could be reached for comment right away. When someone comes into your home, it's a feeling of being violated, Botcher told Gothamist Tuesday morning. It's shocking to see such vulgar and vile bigotry right in the middle of Chelsea, New York City. The arrests at Botcher's home followed multiple days of demonstrations with protesters espousing right-wing homophobic conspiracy theories, first heckling visitors to the Andrew uh, High School Braille and Talking Book Library in Chelsea on Saturday, where the popular children's reading series Drag Queen Story Hour was scheduled. And it's like, what do you think is worse for the kids? The fact that there's some like crazy like protesters outside or the fact that there's a drag queen reading a book? You know, which one is going to be like is going to be more of a, a core problematic memory for the kid. Yeah. Uh, a video botcher posted to Twitter showed around 20 demonstrators. That's so dorky outside the library. Wait, I'm sorry. If a protest is like under 100, you guys are dorks. Um, one asked botcher if he was a pedophile while others held signs reading stop grooming kids for sex. Nothing is funnier to me. Then when they're like, answer for your crime. Are you a pedophile? And you're like, then he would be like, no. And it's not like they're going to be like, oh, okay. Right. And go away. They're like, you don't want to hear his answer. You don't give a fuck if he defends himself. You just want to say the thing at him. And then, and then he goes, no. And you go, well, you're lying. So I'm still mad and I'm not going anywhere. In fact, I'm crazier now. But, but also like these kids are on their way into the library to like go to drag, you know, drag story hour. And they're just like about to see like someone in like kind of like a kooky outfit, read a book. But instead now they're reading a sign that says stop grooming kids for sex. And then they're going to ask their parents, what does grooming kids for sex mean? And then you fucked up a kid's head way more than you would if you just let the drag queen read the book. Like what is going on here? You know what I would do? I would have women dress like drag queens right and say it's a drag queen and then which women can do that 
Sure, fuck sure. it. And then, and my, then one of my good friends like, is a drag queen. You're grooming kids, and it's like that's a lady dressed as a lady. And then right. what are they gonna do? Right. And then what? Yeah. And then just be like, yeah, shut the fuck up, idiot. It just doesn't. Yeah, watching families trying to come in and out of the library and be exposed to that was just infuriating. Botcher said by Monday afternoon, the attacks were more personal towards Botcher, who is gay. A group first entered into the building on West 30th Street, where his district office is, and vandalized the walls with. With the word bitcher, which answers- there it is. Gothamist wrote it. They went there. Yeah. Give Mike his credit, though, because they're grown ups. Um, then later that evening at around 7 p.m., the demonstrators went to his Chelsea apartment building. Police confirmed, though, Botcher said he was at an event at the time and was super fucking gay. Um, some protesters made it inside the building and Botcher's super had to call the police. Eventually, the local precinct captain called to let him know the building was secured and he could return home. They had sprawled just vile insults all over the sidewalk botcher said who posted photos of the words sprawled inside or outside his apartment building calling him a pedo child groomer among other slurs then demonstrators have been picketing drag queen story events which feature drag performers reading children's books aloud to kids at libraries across the city for several months targeting events in queens and on staten island previously The anti-drag queen story hour demonstrators feature some of the same figures who led pro-Trump, anti-lockdown, anti-Black Lives Matter, and anti-vaccine. I see a theme here. So many anti. (laughs) Mandate. Why don't you find something that you like? Oh, they're pro-Trump. Yeah, mandate demonstrations across the five boroughs over the past several years. Among them was Juliet Germanata. That's also uh, Lady Gaga's uh, real last name, who was at Botcher's office Monday, according to a video posted to social media. Oh, my God. I wonder if they're related because uh, Lady Gaga's real name is Stephanie Germanata. Whoa. Uh, Ger- I have to check the spelling, though. Uh, Germanata is a pro-Trump trans woman. Ooh, keep it interesting (laughs) who was in the car that ran through a black lives matter protest in 2020 scott labato who has reportedly led other drag queen story hour protests in the city was a key force behind anti-lockdown protests on staten island also in 2020 drag queen story hours have become the latest flashpoint in the so-called culture war across the country with more than 140 demonstrations across most states this year according to a report from glad and lgbtq media advocacy group the analysis warned of increasingly violent rhetoric and incidents as the year progressed pointing to a tulsa oklahoma donut shop that was hit with a molotov cocktail in october and proud boys armed with long guns at a demonstration in columbus Ohio. Well, we got it earlier th- this month. They got to pull a Texas. Jesus Christ. Um, all right. So that's uh, that's the holiday news, everybody. I mean, wow, 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 wow. Fun times. Great. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah. And to, you know, put the, you know, star on the tree while we were recording, my friend uh, screenshotted this uh, crying woman from psychology today. And it says, feel broken inside. It's time to heal. And she goes, don't take this the wrong way. But she reminds me of you. <laughs> I just don't know. This is not like a friend I talk to very often. I go, do you ever just, and I mean, she kind of looks like me, but like every like white girl with brown hair with big eyes and that shaped nose looks like me. So it's like, uh, you ever just not send a text message? You ever just have like a thought pass through your head and go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about that. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thought for 2023. I think what if this is a sign from God and it is time to heal? Did <laughs> I tell you I got more into God since my time off? Oh, it's God. been nice. Jesus Christ. That's him right there. Yeah. The man himself. You got more <laughs> into God? Oh, no. I'm just kidding. Oh. I mean, kind of not. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think that's... I've, I've decided to like tap into some spiritual feelings and fucking you know i did the same over the past you know you know year and a half when you're faced with you know with death it's hard not to so yeah yeah yeah. for me it's less about that and more about just like you know needing something to grasp onto no i have plenty to grasp onto i'll fucking grasp on (laughs) something right now if you fucking just those are my big cans Um, And, the, and just like Corinne's tits, they point hard left and right. So when you grab them, you have to do it sideways. Like That's you're... not true. My tits point forward. Mm. They're progressive. They're looking into the future. Yeah, dude. Just uh. like uh, that guy from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh my God! All right, uh, why? Where? Where do people need to find you? Are you not? Or are you done with your road dates? No, I have some dates, but they're all sold out. So. Oh, like, you smug piece blah, of blah, 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 blah. You smug uh, piece Next of year, shit. next year, if you're looking forward to seeing me, oh I'm gonna be in Australia Ooh. and also England and Scotland and Ireland. Why are you whispering? I there? don't know, and I'll also probably be in Italy, Germany, Scandinavia. Scandinavia, France. Wow. Um, and Shane's looking to lose money next year. <laughs> I am genuinely. Yeah. I know. Well, because you will I make no money on those trips, but no. I will have a great time. That's why international fans always ask me to travel, and I go, "You know, there's no money in the international shows unless you're like a massively huge comedian." Well, I would like the international fans to know I'm aware I'm going to lose money, and yeah. I'm going to see you anyway. Yeah. And it's definitely not because I want to go places like Germany, and I don't, and I will save a little bit of money if I do it for work well interesting. and i get to bring my friends interestingly enough i am also looking to some international dates just because i want to go to those places so i i don't know if any of our come uh, with me well I, I might look into that for some like especially australia i have a huge fan base there but i want to I, I asked my agent to find me a gig in um in finland because i really want to go to finland so if we have oh. any uh fans in finland let me know because i've actually never heard from one but i'm just assuming i could fill a small room there i have fans in finland there you go i have a bunch of fans in scandinavia weirdly maybe it's just because of the way i look and how i am yeah i think it's a little more you than mm. me uh that being said though uh so new year's eve big show at new york comedy club east village that's 6 p.m um uh, that's a big show. Me, Ryan Long, Christina Hutchinson, Danny Polish, Chuck, Chloe LeBranch, uh, and Maddie Smith. What a fucking killer lineup. Wow. Um, so again, that's 6 p.m. Get the tickets on at CorinneFisher.com or you can head over to the Linktree link in uh, my bio on Instagram. Uh, and then uh, later that night, I'm also co-producing a big uh, comedy party. Uh, not a comedy party. There's like, like a little bit of a comedy show. It's a very short comedy show. Don't let that dissuade you if you fucking hate comedy because I get it. Uh, and a big party with an open bar until 2.30 a.m. at the Firehouse, 87 Lafayette Street. I'm oh. co-producing that with Ronnie Lordi, uh, who does the live at the barbershop shows in the East Village. That's going to be really cool. Again, there's a lot of events, so all the information is in the link tree link in my bio moving into 2023 uh, i'm on the road in february uh starting uh the 10th of february i am at the vulcan gas company in austin texas saturday february 11th i'm in houston texas at Rockefellers. the next weekend uh the 17th and 18th of february i'm in toronto canada at comedy bar uh and then i believe in april i am going to also be performing in ireland i have to get the details uh ironed yeah. out for that 
not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get on the road and we're gonna we're gonna figure out this when existential it, crisis. When in February are you in Texas? Uh, Austin the tenth and uh, Houston the eleventh. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe. You want some company? Yeah. Well, also, I actually wanted to go to this like, incredible bat sanctuary that I just discovered, but it's like an hour outside of Dallas, but we could technically make the drive because I need to see these bats. You know, I love to drive and I'm down to see some bats. I love, I love Austin. I would like to see some friends out there. And I also want to surf at a wave pool there. Anyway, um, I'm also, by the way, going to be in Austin at some point next year, Los Angeles, Arizona, and other places. So anyway, yeah. keep an keep an eye out. I'm fucking. All the other places. I haven't thought of them yet, though. I gotta see how I'm feeling. Ooh. All right, guys. Thank you Love so you much. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, Happy New Year. We gotta figure out what we're doing next mm-hmm. week because I don't think I'm gonna be in town. But uh, all right. Thank you so much. We love you. Love you so much. Take care. Bye. It was fun to see you again. Bye. Bye.